At the Croc, Vanessa's kids play basketball while she unwinds in yoga. And on the way home, they always share tips. They can dunk from downward dog and make hook shots in headstands. Join more than a gym when you click the link. The Croc. Get into it. Podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. When Benavides gets cooking, it's like fighting an octopus. El Bandera Roja. Everybody that's in 168, you know, I'm coming for everybody. It doesn't matter who it is. Charlo, Pedro Plant, Canelo, I'm coming for all of them. Canelo hey, having a fight, but I, it's my personal thing. He's, duck, he's ducking Benavidez. I think everybody wants to see me against Canelo, right? David Benavidez. Yo, he's a beast. This brother right here. I'd like to see Canelo against somebody like that. I definitely like punishing and hurting individuals. That's what I love to do. And now Benavidez unloading. I got a lot of power too, and I throw punches as much, and I don't get tired. He's a jab. He's with the right, and there's that hand speed. I'm ready to fight whoever, whoever, whenever. I can beat Canelo tomorrow, and I can beat a Charlo tomorrow too. The big Charlo want to get it too? So Charlo would be the alternative. He don't want to get in the ring with me because he's a pussy. That's why. Theboxingboys.com. I've never liked Caleb Plant. I've never made. It's never been a secret. I never liked Caleb Plant. At the end of the day, I'm not no friend friendly. I'm not, I don't want to be no loose friend. I'm here to knock these wow. And if you don't want to get knocked out, don't mention my name. In this game, it really is kill or be killed. You know, it's either you or me. And I pick me all the time. Finish him. SCS promotion. <laughs> I'm the boogeyman. And I'm coming to get you. When Benavides gets cooking, it's like fighting. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Boxing Voice Radio. I am your host, Nesta Gibbs, joined alongside the one, the only, Daniel Alvarez. What's going on, champ? Brother, how you feeling? I'm doing all right. And yourself? Man, I can't complain. We got another... Another flagship show. Another flagship show. You sound so depressed. Nah, you know, it's just been a long day, but, you know, we're going to talk. You was just napping <laughs> like a baby. I was trying. Trying. I was trying. The lights were kind of bright. The like lights my, was bright. Like my future. Oh, that's right. Oof. Or like this bet I'm going to make today. You- I'm going to bet an entire <laughs> 100. Let me see what I got in the kitty. Kitty, kitty, what's left in the kitty? Because, uh, this fucking shit is so slow. All right, we'll wait for that to populate. But I'm pretty sure it's 111 and 98 cents. You putting the whole thing. Say what? Let it ride, baby. We in Vegas. <laughs> On who? What's the parlay, champ? It's too early in the show to let you know what I'm going to do. Mm. But I'm going to do it. And I'm going to actually show you that I'm going to do it. Huh. Like, I'm going to place the bet live. 
right, if you, if you won't tell the people, uh-huh, uh-huh. at least let them know from what card. Is it from the DAZN card? Rich? Bo. Come on, get him out of here. Oh. Yeah, move him out of here. Come on, man. No. Yo, today we're here to discuss David Benavides versus David Lemieux. Speaking of David Benavides, we got a 199 Super Chat from Average Boxing Fan who says, please stop with Mexican Monster BS. He ain't Mexicano. Oh, wow. Oh, shocked me. The hate is real. Why? It's always your kind trying to push you away. You know what I'm saying? But, um, Bo. Yes, sir. I think that we need a poll. Right away. On what? What deserved to be in the title more? Was it Buatzi versus Richards or Herring versus Ortiz? Because truly me and Danny struggled to decide. We know our friend Craig Richards is in a big main event with Joshua Buatzi, but there's no title on the line. Neither of them are world champions or former world champions. So it was questionable and or debatable Danny care to yeah I mean I felt that I don't know the Buati fight and with Richards maybe a bit more at stake you know it's actually Ortiz versus Herring since Ortiz is the A-side is he yeah oh look at this guy I don't know that must be a typo they will never. No, but you're right because Ortiz is actually the favorite too. That's why we're putting some money on somebody <laughs> with somebody else and then might cross that with another body. And you're going to place the bet live on the show. I'm screen sharing the bet oh, when wow. it's time to make the bet. This is oh, going to wow. be good. And, you- and I'm letting the whole kitty ride. It's either ride or die. So about 1500 you said? Ooh, there is five digits. Including the sex? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yo, so you can screen share that. Look. A hundred and eleven ninety-eight. That look like a lucky number, though. We gonna play that. We gonna let that whole thing rod. Mm. You good? Take it down. Take it down, 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 down. All right. So, where do we start, gentlemen? Uh, we could start across the pond. Really? With the why? Because it's like you want to do it in order. Because like we're gonna have to see that one first. Or we could start across the pond. Uh, very, very, very. Man, far you really away. like that fight, huh? Hold on, listen. Very, very, very far away. Uh huh. Down under uh-huh. in Australia. Mm. Okay, you want to go to there let's, for the people that might not listen to the earlier show. Let's go to our first guest. No. Oh well, not yet. Not oh not six yet. minutes. Oh, six, six minutes. Six minutes. Six right. minutes. Right. Yeah. But uh, first on the schedule is Plant City, Florida. Um. Felong versus Jean Pascal. 12 round light heavyweight fight. No belts on the line. I don't know if there's any mentions of eliminators, but uh, all in all, it's still a good fight. Uh, Felong Meng needs this fight on his resume to make a name for himself here in America and obviously 
in his home country of China and Canada. Because if he defeats Pascal, Pascal is, uh, you know, a resident of Quebec, but I think he lives in Montreal. And, um, yeah, Pascal is, I don't know how old right now, but he does have quite a few fights. He's 35 and 6 with one draw, and he is coming off of a very long layoff. He hasn't fought since the Badu Jack fight, December 28th, 2019. So that's a long time ago. Yeah, that was a uh, co-main for Javante Davis and Gamboa down in Atlanta. And remember, he popped hot going into the rematch. Mm-hmm. So, so that is uh, what's going to be on Plant City. Now, in order to watch that, you have to get the Pro Box app, and it's one ninety nine a month. I guess it's worth it. You know, if you if you like. Boxing, it's a dollar a per a dollar a person, right? Like, you know, one ninety nine, and, and really, it's it's not even a dollar because that you you'll pay the two dollars for this month and get everything else that comes in this month. Yeah, and uh, you know, nobody too too big outside of the main event, but Antonio Moran is uh, on the card as well. Mm. So somebody of note. And uh, speaking of note, uh, we got the Jan Beck. Alak Malani, I don't know how to name it, you know, but you get it. The dude that was supposed to fight Andre, and Andre decided to move up to fight Parker, then all of a sudden he got hurt, so he can't come back down to fight this guy. Because remember, Haney has <laughs> been showing you he's a true champion for a long time, right? They like to say this is the Haney voice, but no, this is just the voice of the truth. Haney was injured, was placed champion in recess. His belt was about to go up for grabs, and he stepped up and said, nah. My shoulder's good. I'll rock and roll. That's not what's happening here. You see, uh, Andre went up. Oh, fight didn't happen. He's not coming back saying, hey, no need for an interim champion. True champ's right here. Nah, that's not what happened. So pay attention. Whoa. Remember, Bo's on all sound bites. Put the picture of Bo. There you go. Not all somebody's like ninety percent of them though. That was ninety nine point nine nine. That was me. It sounded like what it sounded like. So uh, John Beck will be fighting Danny Dignum, and this is going to be for the vacant WBO interim world title. Which again, if Andre doesn't claim his spot, they will eventually elevate Mister Johnny Beck or Dignum. Oh, really? Dignum sounds to me like the other number one in the WBA. Not that this is the WBA. This is the opposite of the WBO. But uh, what was the fight we just seen last week? It was a number one. Oh, yeah, it was Zurdo. Dominic Bozell. <laughs> Bozell? Yeah. Isn't it Bozell? I don't know. Bozell? Bozell? Bozell. Bozell. I don't know. But uh, I am going to be tuned into this ESPN card. Uh, let me get on my ESPN and give you the exact time. They have the um, main card scheduled for... And then I guess Ringwalk Danny. I don't know. Can you start guesstimating uh, Ringwalks for Jamel Herring? I am super interested in the Jamel Herring fight. I want to make sure that uh, not only do I watch that, but I do a live fight chat. You know, I want to do the live fight chat for that sucker. I want to see what's up with Herring, man. I want to know what's he gonna do. What's he gonna do? Okay, so they got weigh-ins. 
one the, minute until our superstar guest. They have it Zoom. scheduled for Saturday at 5 p.m., Danny. Mm. So that's er, actually late because, you know, they usually like to put a lot of car, fighters on the card. And according to the schedule, there are a lot of fighters on the card. Um, after Johnny Beck, you got Jamel Herring versus Jermaine Ortiz, who is exactly uh, who I want to see. Then you got Tiger Johnson uh, with the dreaded TBA. Never know how those turn out. Adam Lopez, Blue Nose, back. Well, where are you at? Because Boxwork has an opponent for uh, Tiger. Yeah. Who do you got? I'm on Ag ESPN. Agustin Herbaldo Kurkarchi. Okay. And then we got Adam Lopez taking on William Encarnacion. And uh, Carlos Balderas, the uh, 2016 Olympian, looks like he's back versus Ruben. Se what is that? Severas? Se Severa. Se Severa. Severa, yeah. Uh, Steve Nelson going up against Louis uh, Rose. In an eight-round fight. Jesse Magdaleno is back, and he's going to be taking on Eddie Valencia Mercado mm -hmm. in an eight-round featherweight fight. Wow. Former champion in the eight-round. Whoa. Whoa. No sound by <gasps> the Malo uh, Andrew Andrew Maloney. All right. All the way from down under. From down under. How's it going, Mr. Maloney? I'm really good, mate. How are you? We're good. We're good, man. Uh, excited to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. So, so what time is it exactly over there? Uh, it's quarter past nine in the morning here, so uh, just about to head off to training as soon as we're done here and continue the work. So what's a day in training like for you? Uh, we usually train a bit earlier. We usually start at 7.30 in the morning. Um, do That session's our big session, so we do about three hours in the gym in the morning, um, come home, have breakfast, freshen up, uh, spend some time with my family, and then head back to the gym about 3 p.m., um and put in some more work and in between that sometimes got some recovery sessions or or uh you know uh lighter sessions in between that as well which is just sort of basic strength conditioning at this stage nothing too strenuous we're only two weeks out so we're getting close for sure so now this is going to be an eight round fight this is your second eight rounder right yeah it's uh in interesting in a um, row and i mean in yeah. a row yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is feels weird for me. Like anything under twelve now just feels so short. Um, like eight rounds is a breeze for me. I feel like I can I can do that, you know, any time of the year when I'm not in camp at all. So, you know, that's that's a, a short fight for me, but I plan on going there and um and hopefully getting it done even sooner than that. It was a quick turnaround for you nonetheless, obviously. They wanted to get yourself and your brother on the card in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. So two-month two turnaround, any effects that you're feeling from that? Because you did get the knockout in the eighth and last round in your last fight. Yeah, no, nah, not at all. I'm, I'm really happy that I've been able to be so active over the last six months or so. I fought in December here in Australia um, and then straight back out in April and again in June. So... I'm really happy that I've been able to be active because I feel like I'm the best at my best when I'm active and fighting, you know, more often. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm in the gym all year round training hard, you know, every day of the year. So I want to be active. I hate sit, being in the gym and, and training when I don't have something to work towards. So for me, it just gives me more motivation to, to have a fight date and to have an opponent to train for. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm loving being active. Um, I pulled, got through the last fight with, with no injuries at all. The, the hands were like a little bit sore after that fight. So had one week off from punching and then straight back into the gym and, you know, I was already super fit. So I just had to maintain where I was at for this fight and, you know, continue sparring and just, you know, sharpen up and, and put a game plan towards this opponent. But the fitness levels were already there. Now, do you think this is exactly what your body needed after those 26 tough rounds with Joshua Franco? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, more than anything, I just, I want to be back at that level. I want to be fighting for world titles as soon as possible. Um, so I just want to be climbing up those rankings and putting myself back into position to fight for a world title. So the best way to do that is to stay active and to keep climbing those rankings. So that's exactly what I'm doing. 115 is definitely heating up, but go ahead, Danny. I'm sorry. No, it is heating up. And I wanted to ask you about Joshua's brother, Jesse, uh, Bam Rodriguez moved up and beat Carlos Cuadras and now is fighting server on V-Side next month. What'd you make of him moving up and his performance and now staying at 15 versus where most people like myself thought he was going back down to 112? Yeah, that was impressive. Um, Bam's a very good fighter. Um, quite a different style to, to Joshua Franco, um, but yeah, a, a very good fighter. Um, I actually expected him to win that fight against Quadras, which, you know, got to give him credit, step up. I think it was two weight divisions to what he normally fights at and, and take that fight. Um even though he was supposed to be on that card already, so he was already doing a training camp, but it was sort of last minute that he was thrown in there against against Quadras for the world title and, yeah, pulled off a great win. Um, but, yeah, like you, I expected him to move back down in weight after that fight. But, obviously, as you mentioned, there's so many big fights at super flyweight, so many big names in this division that probably made sense for him, especially financially, to stay in that division and defend his belt. So that's what he's doing. He says that he felt so Ramvisa deserved the opportunity given that he was originally supposed to be fighting um, and is excited for a lot of big fights. How well do you think he compares in the division these days? Because I find the division really interesting. There's a lot of veterans like Chocolatito, like Estrada, like Cuadras in the division, guys like yourself and your brother who, you know, I feel like right now are still kind of at the peak of your career and then up and coming guys like Joshua Franco and Bam Rodriguez. So how do you think he fares with, with everything going on in the division? Yeah, it certainly is a, a stacked division at the moment. Um, and he's just becoming more and more stacked as guys like Bam move up and other guys come up from flyweight. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that he, he beats Rungvisai. I think that he, he does it quite easily. Rungvisai carries a lot of power, but I don't think he's got the skills to be able to compare with Bam. I think Bam would just be too tricky, too smart, too clever for him in the ring. And I expect him to defend that title again. Um, uh, it's going to be interesting his next step after that fight. I assume that it's going to be against someone like a Chocolatito or a Strada, uh, which they're going to be the real test for him at that division. Absolutely. For you, though, what after June 5th, what fight do you think puts you in position for a fight like maybe a BAM to where you could contend for a world title? 
Yeah, I mean, it's tough at this stage. I've just got to be a little bit patient, but I want to fight for a world title as soon as possible. So whichever champion I can I can get the opportunity to fight is is what I want. Um, I'm happy to fight any super flyweight in the world. I'm happy to travel to their backyard. I'm happy to do whatever it takes to, to have that opportunity. Um, as we touched on there, it seems like the WBC situation is a little bit sort of tricky at the moment. They yeah. got a franchise champion in Estrada yeah. and a regular champion with, with BAM and um, mandatories that were due and things like that. So I think the quickest route for me to world title is probably through the WBO or IBF or, um, or even the WBA. I'm at number five as well. So my plan after this fight is to, if I can't get one of those champions is to hopefully be an eliminator next fight and to make myself mandatory for one of those champions. Absolutely. Um, but first things first, <laughs> June 5th, talk to us, Melbourne. They're saying 50,000, give or take, are expected. I'm, I'm, st I'm hoping, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm kind of going through a, a Bill Haney thing here. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping everything is clear and I can head down under. Um, how excited are you to be able to perform in front of all those fans? Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, I'm so excited for this. It's going to be maybe the biggest show ever in Australian boxing history. Um, they're expecting a massive crowd of yeah, somewhere between 50 and 60,000, which it's just going to be huge. Um, and I'm really grateful that I get to be part of this card alongside my brother and both showcase to Australia, you know, what we can do in the ring because we've been abroad for the last few years and, and fought mainly in the U S for the last three years. So I sort of feel like we've been a little bit forgotten about here in Australia. So this is our opportunity to really showcase what we're all about and to then have all these fans then follow our journey going forward. And we're both going to be in really exciting fights on that night. I'm taking on Alexander Espinosa, who's from Nicaragua. Uh, he's a very good fighter. And for those who have seen him, he, he really comes to fight. He's going to come, bring a lot of pressure, throw a lot of punches. Um, so the fans are going to be in for a treat. I expect a war. Um, I think by doing that and throwing so many punches, he, he does leave a lot of openings. So uh, there's some opportunities for me to land something big and to get him out of there. And that's what I plan on doing. How, how important was it for you to be on this card? Yeah, it's extremely important. Um, although I love fighting in America, I still feel like that is the, you know, the, the pinnacle of the sport, the big fights in America is, is what I dreamed about growing up. But I do still love fighting in front of my, you know, my hometown and my friends and family here in Australia. And I haven't really had the opportunity to do that much over the last few years. So it's important for me to, to do that um, because I enjoy it, but also, you know, to keep a bit of a fan base here in Australia, which I do feel like we're being forgotten about a little bit over the last few years. So I want to remind the fans of, you know, the skill that I have and the type of fighter I am. And you spoke about this being the biggest uh, fight in Australian history. Would that make George the greatest Australian fighter if he gets this win and truly undisputes? Yeah, I mean, there's an argument there. Uh, there's, you know, at, at the, there's always an argument with who's the best from, from ever or any at any time or any pound-for-pound pound list. But I think most people regard Jeff Fennick as the best Australian of all time at this stage. Um, he was a three-division world champion, should have been four. Um, so, But, yeah, becoming undisputed champion is is certainly, you know, an argument that, that George might take that throne. Um, I... 
I sort of didn't get to see, you know, Jeff Fennick in his prime. I've watched back his fights, but it's hard hard comparing different errors. Um, but so but has my there, but it certainly is a case that you know you could argue that has Finnick brought a fight of this magnitude to Australia? I don't I didn't follow his career. He's before my time. Uh, I believe he fought in uh, in Melbourne in front of thirty thousand on a footy field there against the Zoom and Nelson in oh, wow. the uh, the second fight. No, no, sorry, no. It wasn't a Zoom announcement. It was someone else, but he did have big fights here in Australia in front of big crowds like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't compare. I wasn't sort of following. <laughs> I'm putting you era. on the spot. Um, yeah, but he did. He did fight in front of big crowds here in Australia, um, and he was a th- yeah three three division world champion. So yeah, uh, and I believe you know he took out some very good fighters in his time as well. So. Uh, guys that were rated, you know, top, top pound for pound fighters in their time. So I don't know. It's hard hard to always compare different errors. But if George can win this fight, it's certainly huge for Australian boxing. Jeff French fought Azuma Nelson three times. First time was a draw. Second time it was a TKO loss for French. And the third Finnick. time, Finnick. Finnick? Yeah. Not Jeff French. Yeah. No. Well, Jeff French is the one who fought Azuma Nelson. Oh, yeah. Well, he looked up the wrong guy. Dude. Yeah, no, it's no, it's pronounced Fennec, but it does look like uh, Fennec. Uh, is but it. Um, oh yeah, it is Fennec. Yeah, they, they fought when they fought again. The third time was sort of like a, an exhibition fight. It was sort of, I think uh, Azuma was like forty something years old, and and Jeff was close to that himself. Um, it was sort of like an exhibition, like the. It was. I wouldn't classify that as a, a proper fight, but Jeff did win that fight. The third one in two thousand eight. Mm. So, is there any buzz for your fight or and for the event itself right now? Are you feeling it, or is it still too far out? Because we're in Las Vegas, and you know, even for Canelo, the city doesn't start jumping at least till Monday, Tuesday, depending who he's fighting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it feels a little bit like that now. I think. Uh, Haney got to Australia yesterday, I think it was. So I think now Haney's in the country. Um, they'll start to do press conferences and things like that, and the hype will really start to build up. But, yeah, at this stage, you probably can't feel that fight atmosphere. Um, I'm just excited myself for this fight and, and obviously just focusing on training at the moment and, and making sure that I bring my best performance that night. And have you heard if it's truly sold out? I believe – George has tweeted some things indicating that it's sold out. Uh, it's not quite sold out now. I know they have sold a lot of the the, the sort of the, the main tickets on the floor area. It's mm-hmm. in a huge stadium. It's in, a, in a, a football stadium. So all the floor tickets and sort of ringside tickets are all sold out, but there is still seats available in the stands. Um, but, yeah, it's a massive stadium. It, can, it could probably hold 70,000 or even more. So, um yeah, it's going to, if they can get close to filling that, it's going to be an amazing atmosphere. Wow, 70? Man, that's Canelo numbers. Yeah. Are you expecting something that bit that, that great, a number that big? Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, similar to myself and my brother, George was abroad for quite quite a few years before he got hold of those those belts. So he was sort of a little bit forgotten about here in Australia until that huge win against Tiafimo. So it's going to be interesting to see if if he can draw a big crowd in this fight. Maybe it'll take, you know, 
this fight to to really introduce him to the to the Australian sporting fans, and then the next fight he can sell out. But I expect him to do at least maybe forty to fifty thousand on this event. So I'm looking at a tweet here from Michael Buffer's verified account, who says he can't wait to once again visit Australia and that this event will be massive with fifty five thousand fans. So we shall see. Uh, we yeah. shall see. So so tell us when you were here in America is when me and Danny got an opportunity uh, to see you in the gym. Um, who did you spar with while you were here, or was it? Uh, just to loosen up, because I think maybe you came in for fight week, right? Yeah, so it was for, the, for his last fight against Gilberto Mendoza. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, we came in just two weeks before that fight, or two and a half, okay. three weeks, um, but which is shorter than what we normally do. We normally do at least four or five weeks before the fight, but um, did most of our camp in Australia for that one, and then just finished our sparring off and, and got some really good work in um, with... Cashflow Diaz, oh, uh, nice. Chris, Christian Williams, and also um, oh, his name, um, what's his name? Filipino fighter who just fought for the... Oh, the, Matt, uh, Masayago. Jonah Sultan. Um, so, yeah, we've got some really good work in with those guys. Um, and, yeah, finished off a really good camp. And, and probably at that stage, wish we probably came out a bit earlier because the sparring we got was, was so good. Um. What was the Filipino's name again? Jonah Sultan. Oh. He just lost to Paul Butler for the WBO Bantamweight title. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I have some questions here. Uh, they're asking. These, these are from our fans, by yes, the way. Yes, yes, yes. This is James Valdez in San Antonio, Texas. And he says, uh, who are you taking to the big fight in June? Are you taking anyone with you? That's yeah, a I silly mean, question. All, all my, I mean, all my friends and family uh, are all coming to this fight. So many of these people. I wonder if he it. meant if you're picking a winner instead of who you're t like. Maybe he meant who you're taking. Uh, okay. Oh on yes, this fight. yes, yes. That makes sense. That okay. makes more sense. Okay. Instead of to the big yeah. fight, who you taking on the big fight? Yep. Maybe yeah, it yeah. was a typo. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Look, at first I probably thought it was a 50-50 fight uh, and I still think it is going to be a close fight. Depends who who shows up on fight night um, and whose game plan is better. I think Haney's going to look to, you know, be patient and try and land those clean, uh, more sort of eye-catching shots, whereas George is a real workhorse. is going to come in there and throw a lot of punches and try and outwork Haney. Um, I think... Two things really probably lean me towards thinking that George is going to pull off this victory. One being it being here in Australia, and two, recent events we've heard is that his his father and trainer Bill Haney isn't going to be here as far as we we know at the moment. Which I think I give a lot of credit for Haney for still taking this fight and still coming out to Australia without his father. Um, but to to go through a tough fight against George on the night. And only been 23 years old, it's going to take something really special for him to be able to pull off that victory without his father and his trainer there on the night. So I'm leaning towards George. I think those two things give George a big advantage. And uh, I think George might come away with the victory. Definitely understandable. But I'm I'm very 
uh, happy and great, grateful that you are our guest because uh, there's a lot of correlation there. You spoke of coming to America to get acclimated and how this last time, this was the first time that you only had about two and a half weeks to come to America. That being said, Devin only just got there yesterday, 16 days away from the fight. You have been coming to America back and forth, acclimating both different time zones. How difficult will it be for him to do it in such a, a short amount of time? Or do you believe that because of the, the age, the youth, he's only 23, it shouldn't be that big a deal? Yeah, um, it's going to be it's, – it's a tough one. Um, personally, for some reason, I find going to America, it doesn't affect me much. But on the way back, I don't know what it is, but on the way back, you feel it more. So coming here to Australia, which is what Devin's doing, I feel like he has left it a little bit late. And I actually spoke to Devin when we were in America and spoke to his father, and they were planning to come out here four weeks before the fight. And they asked us, you know, how long we usually do. And we usually, we told them at least three weeks. Um, so, yeah, they have definitely left it a little bit late, understanding that this situation with Bill is probably because of that. Um, but, yeah, 16 days is a very, very uh, short turnaround. And as I said, coming this way to Australia, it seems to affect you a little bit more. So, um, yeah, I definitely think that that could play factor in this fight. And I think that he would have, uh, yeah, definitely been better off having a, at least another week here. Um, but, you know, on the night with the atmosphere, the adrenaline, he, he might be okay. But, you know, I've done, my brother and myself, we've done this journey traveling to and from America so many times now that I feel like you, you do get a little bit used to it. Whereas I don't believe Haney has done a trip like this before. It's a, it's a very long flight. And, um, We'll have to wait and see on Fortnite how much it affects him. So uh, with, with that being said, again, uh, you're kind of like the perfect person uh, to ask. So in all these trips that you've made abroad, have you never left your father behind? Uh, I've left my, my family and my, my father behind. Uh, every time my last fight was uh, against Mendoza was the first time that my wife and my son were able to come with me. But your dad was um, yep. there as well, because I believe I met your dad. That wasn't your dad? No, that was our trainer. We had our trainer, manager, and assistant coach there. Oh. But no, my father hasn't been to any of the fights in America. Um, and yeah, I mean, three of my four fights in America, we had just my my main trainer and my manager, no friend, no family at all, because it was during the pandemic and it was very hard to leave Australia at that time. We had to get a government exemption just to leave for the fight so no one could come to, you know, come along and support. So, um, yeah, definitely been in that situation, although my father's not my trainer, which I believe Bill Haney basically plays the trainer role as well, which I think is a big thing um, to be to him not to be there. And, and as I mentioned, you know, Devin only only 23 years old. It's, it's a lot to, to have on his shoulders, a lot of pressure to fight for undisputed titles without his dad there. For what I believe is the first time his dad hasn't been there at his fight. Um, and without and without his second and Ben Davison as well. Yeah, that's right. And also to be traveling so far away from home, a huge crowd against him in a tough fight, and then to not have his trainers there. It's uh, as I said earlier, if he if he pulls his victory off, I've got to give him 
you know, so much respect because that is a lot of pressure and a lot of stress for a young kid who's only 23 years old. Do you think, and I'm going to pass you to my co-host, I'm hogging you, I'm sorry, but do you think that uh, he did more harm than good by bringing Yoel Judah, the father trainer of Zab Judah, obviously Australia has the history with Costa Zoo and the win over Judah, will that help? Uh, or will that affect them? Or do you think, you know, it doesn't matter outside noise. Yoel is an experienced trainer and should be able to fill in. And just to give you some background, we did speak to Bill um, regarding Yoel Judah. Um, Zab is actually Devin's godfather. And so, you know, the Judah family and the Haney family are very close. So the familiarity it, with Yoel and, and, and Devin is what Bill... Um, was you know happy is banking on is banking on basically. Yeah, yeah, I did hear that, and I, I did know that Zab was actually Devin's godfather. So I assume that he's probably done a bit of work with Yoel before in the past. Um, I would I would hope so that they've done a bit of work together, or they at least know each other very well, which is obviously going to be the main thing. Is that he feels comfortable on the night and and has a voice that you know he knows and has some familiarity with. So. I think it's definitely a shame. Hopefully they can solve the situation and Bill can come over for the fight. But if not, um, I think that's probably a good choice having someone that he obviously knows very well. And last thing for me I wanted to ask you was, uh, I saw Top Rank kind of sent out. I I just want to understand if I read it correctly. So do you know from what I read, it seems like Devin and George will be fighting to align with the nighttime in America, so it'll be the middle of the day out there. So it seems like there's going to be fights after the Devin and George fight. Is is that correct? Do you can you confirm? Yeah, that's correct. So, um, you know the the whole t- the whole time slot is set up towards uh, you know prime time American television on a Saturday night. Um, so the fights are actually going to start at 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning here. Wow. Um, the first undercard TV fights, I believe, are at 10, 10 a.m. No. I, think, I believe that George and uh, Devin's fight is going to be around 1.30 in the afternoon. And then my fight, actually, as well as maybe three or four other of the undercard fights, is actually going to be on after George and Devin Haney. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately for me, I'm going to be after the main event because I really want to be able to watch that fight too. But I'll be warming up. Um, but uh, you know, the choice probably was to fight at like eight o'clock in the morning or nine o'clock in the morning or after the main event. And I don't want to be fighting that early in the morning. So I'm, I'm kind of happy that my fight's going to be on after the main event at a, a better sort of time. I'll probably be on about maybe three or four o'clock in the afternoon. So that suits me well, but yeah, it's a shame that my fight isn't going to be on the main portion of the card, which would be on ESPN. Uh, in the States, I believe mine will be on ESPN Plus. Um, but you're just really happy to be still be a part of the card and to, to fight in, some, in front of such a huge audience here in Australia. Absolutely. It is a historical event. Um, if that's all your questions, Danny, uh, can you give out your social media, Andrew? And uh, definitely, I don't know, is your brother just going to hop on or will he? Yeah, uh, my brother, he'll be on a different uh, link. Okay. He's at his. Place. He lives about 400 meters down the road. No worries, uh, so no worries. But, um, yeah, you can follow me at Andrew Maloney. Maloney spelled M-O-L-O-N-E-Y. 
Um, I'm on, yeah, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Say the spelling one more time. It's actually M O. So you got it wrong on the screen there. So it's oh man, M O L. Oh man, shout out to the producer. My bad. I Apple auto corrected it. I apologize for that. Uh, I sent it the proper way. Maloney is spelled with an A, so I get that all the time. Oh my god, Bo, you're supposed to catch that. Uh, uh, no, I mean, didn't... once it's on the screen, I know you sent it the right way, but it yeah. doesn't matter, Andrew. We'll correct it. Apologies for that. And thank you for coming on. Uh, we hope to get you on after this win. And, and, and uh, if I am able to make the trip down under, we will be reaching out and uh, hoping to interview you in person during fight week. So. Absolutely. Yeah, awesome. Well, hopefully you can make it out. Yeah, yes, it's going to be a great event. And Australia is a, a great place, so I'll be able to show you around. Looking All forward right. to it. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Andrew Maloney with two O's. Two O's. Maloney. So moving on until we get the brother. We have. Hold on, hold on really quick. Nice. Really I'm, I'm just quick. What is it? Curious. Uh, being able to speak to Andrew and get his take. Andrew having made the trip to and from uh, Australia mm-hmm, plenty mm-hmm. of times. You know, do you kind of feel like? You wish Devin would have got out there a bit sooner, or what's your take on it all? And do you think that it affects him, given that it is primetime America time? You get what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, like he's still his body is still gonna be, um, in a sense, preparing for a evening time that he would typically be fighting anyway. Should he be in the states? Well, I was going to ask Andrew that, but I didn't want to prolong it. Mm. Uh, but when he said I, it was either choose before or after the fight, I'm like, why not choose before? Because like, he said that the option was like 8 or 9 a.m. Um, but the thing is, 9 a.m. is probably the time he spars. He said, I'm training at 7.30 and training for three hours. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like... That's true. Damn, why didn't you ask him that? I didn't want to prolong the interview. It's like us. Like, if we wouldn't fall off, we train at 10, 30, 11, which means if we need to fight at 10, 30, 11, it's something you're freaking used to. But we can always ask his brother. How are you? Mr. Maloney with two O's. Oh, you You have to unmute. Have to unmute, sir. Do you, uh, can you... Yeah, you're not unmuted. Not just yet. Sorry about that, guys. Oh, Sorry. no problem. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, really good, mate. How are you guys? Good. We're good. good. We're good. Just wrapped up an interview with your brother. Yep. Yeah, you guys. Okay. You guys are not twins, right? Don't look like twins. Yeah, yeah, we're twins. We're twins. What? I told we're, you. Uh, nah, I could totally tell you guys apart. Yeah, the smart ones can, mate. The smart ones can. <laughs> We're not meant to be identical. We're, um, yeah, fraternal twins. Oh, fraternal. Okay. Uh, okay. Which right. He tries his best to look like me, but um, we have a difference. <laughs> That's funny. So uh, who's kind of the big brother? I'm a minute older. Okay. Um, okay. And, and And do you act like the big brother? Yeah, I do. I okay. Do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like everybody, I feel like everyone thinks 
or acts as if Jamal Charlo is the older brother, but they're twins, but, you know? But Jamal's yeah. actually the older by a minute. It's oh, really? Same scenario. So Jamal is actually the older brother by a minute. Okay. Nice. Oh, really? There you go. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't think that I got an opportunity to ask your brother, which will make this one uh, unique. What got you guys into boxing, or rather you, since you're a minute older? <laughs> oh, a couple, a couple of reasons, really. We um, we just love sport as um, as young as young guys as as most you know boys do. But um, we loved Australian rules football. I don't know if you've ever seen Australian rules football. It's it's our country's uh, code of football, and yes. um, we wanted to be professional footballers, and we loved it. Um, and in the off season, we didn't really have a sport that we were doing. We'd sort of just wait for the next season to roll around, and we thought, let's start some boxing and get super fit, and um, hopefully that'll give us a bit of an edge over the rest of the competition. And yeah, we took up boxing and just fell in love with it, and we sort of juggled the two for a little while boxing and football at the same time but in the end we had to make a decision uh which one we wanted to pursue um i actually lost my first three fights and andrew lost his first seven fights oh wow. believe that. Um, because we were, we were boxing but we were still you know so heavily involved in football that we weren't probably giving boxing the time that it needed uh we're just training sort of twice a week um you know, for fitness basically, but um, we really loved boxing and, and we wanted to see how far we could go. So we decided, let's give bo- uh, let's give footy away and let's concentrate 100% on boxing and see how far we can go. And um, yeah, I think we made a good decision. We're um, we're a bit too small for football players, and obviously we we love boxing and yeah, we're very grateful that we can we can do that every day. So, uh, what do you know about your opponent? Yeah, I know a bit about Aston Palikde. Um, I'm a hardcore boxing fan, so I, I follow all the big fights and I keep a good eye on any fighter that's in or around my weight division. Um, you know, I've seen Palikde's fights with uh, Donny Nites, which was a world title fight. They had a draw uh, for his world title fight against Ioka, mm-hmm. uh, which he did pretty well up until the stoppage. Um so, yeah, I've, I've sort of seen him for a while, a while now and, and always thought that he was a potential opponent. Um, and, yeah, he's a good fighter. He's a dangerous fighter um, like myself. He's had two world title fights and just fallen short, one being as close as a draw. And, and obviously, I had a, a split decision loss as well for a world title. So I know we're both going to be hungry because um, the winner of this fight will most likely get another shot at that world title. And... The loser, well, it's a big setback. So we're going to be two hungry guys in the ring, and um, I think it's going to be a hell of a fight. But I know that um, I'm too hungry and too determined and, and put in too much hard work to, to let him get in my way. So I'm looking forward to getting in there and putting on a great performance. And while he's been in there with some good names, would you say that you have, uh, I guess, been in with the better opposition? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've been in there with one of the pound for pound best in the world in Anui, and you know, even though he's been in there with guys like Aoka and, and Nitez, um, who are good champions in their own right, I don't think they're at that level. So, yeah, I, I think I've been in there with the better opposition, and I think, yeah, overall, my the people I've beaten, um, yeah, my resume is better than his, but 
um, yeah, it's two good fighters putting it all on the line. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And uh, what, what what can you tell us about um, your style of fighting for the person that hasn't had the opportunity to see you? I mean, you've pretty much been fighting on ESPN for a minute now, but if anyone hasn't seen you, can you let the audience know your your I guess your style? Yeah, well, well, when I'm at my best, and, and that's what I've gone back to doing a bit more now, um, I think I learned my lessons in a few of my performances where I, I probably didn't fight to my strengths. My strengths is when I'm coming forward, when I'm aggressive, throwing a lot of punches and really trying to break my opponent down. I think one of my greatest assets is my fitness and my strengths and my punch output. So I'm a high-volume puncher. I like to be aggressive and come forward and, and put on entertaining fights and and look to break my opponents down. So I'm an, I think I'm an entertaining fighter to watch and, and always bring uh, everything I've got to every fight and put it all on the line. And like I asked your brother, uh, was it important to you to be on this specific card? Oh, absolutely. This is a dream come true. Growing up, um, as I said, I was a massive football fan um, and we used to go to Marvel Stadium uh, and watch the football and I always thought uh, this stadium would just be incredible to fight in um, and it had never been done before up until now uh, to have a boxing fight there. So, yeah, this is absolutely huge and it's an, a dream come true to be part of this show. So very excited. Uh, there's a lot of buzz getting around Australia. Everyone's really pumped to have, you know, this huge mega stadium fight in our country. So I'm looking forward to going there, putting on a really good show and, and having people really excited about boxing. And uh, have you previously met all these Australians? Because I know Lucas Brown is on there, you and your brother, George. It's a lot of Australians. Have you hmm? Junior Far? Or he's from New Zealand, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Junior Far's from New Zealand. Um, but uh, have you met them before, or is this going to be your first time? No, nah, no, nah, I've met all these guys. It's all of them? It's a pretty small circle. So, yeah, I've met them all. Me and George actually forward in the amateurs. Oh, wow. Um, so it's a bit of a claim to fame to have a victory over the undisputed champ. At the <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, has George been, um, I don't know, I don't want to say accepted, but I can't think of a better word because we hear like that he, it may not be because of, he's like from Greece as well. So everyone's kind of waiting to see what sort of reception he gets or are we getting uh false information? No, no, I think it is. He's really respected in Australia now. Okay. Um, he's an Aussie. He's born in Australia. He's lived here his whole life. Um, but I think he, you know, when you got that personality, um, you know, he's quite brash and outspoken, very confident. The emperor. Sorry. The emperor. That's what he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, in our country, um, you know, a lot of people are very humble, and maybe some people don't like the way that comes across. Um, you know, he can rub people up the wrong way with that, through that really overconfidence and cockiness. But um, now that he's gone out there and proven himself, you know, if you can talk the talk, you've got to be able to walk the walk. And he's backed it up and he had a sensational win over Lopez. And I think he's really started to earn the respect of the Australian public and, and made everyone so excited that he's been able to bring this mega fight to our country. So I think he's got a lot of fans. And, mate, if you can beat Haney, 
and um, become the official no arguments undisputed champion, then um, I think he'll have a lot more fans as well. So he's, he's doing well and everyone's very happy for him. My last one. Where do you have Jamel Charlo on your pound for pound list? Matt, uh, you gotta put him you gotta put him up there now. Honestly, after the that first Castano fight, I I wasn't very impressed in that performance. But mate, he looked incredible on the weekend and yeah, when you're undisputed, you've got to be high on that list. So I think he should probably be yeah, top five. Good man. Jason, uh, um, wanted to ask, obviously there's been a lot of talk these last few days with Devin Haney making the trip out there to Australia without his head trainer and his father and uh, without his second and Ben Davison. Uh, what do you make of the whole situation and the fact that he still came out? I'm sure some people wouldn't have came without their head trainer and their second. Yeah, you got to um, really respect Devin Haney for what he's done to make this fight happen. Um, you know, at 23 years old and to, you know, go and sign with top rank in ESPN and come over to Australia, which is a long way away. I know what it's like to travel across the world for a fight. Uh, it's not easy, but to come over here um, without his dad and his trainer and his second, as you said, that, um, and that just shows, you know, some people say how bad they want it. And then when it comes down to it, they're not willing, but he's shown how bad he wants this and, that he's willing to do whatever it takes to make this fight happen and to become the undisputed champion. So huge respect to him for coming over. Uh, can't wait to see the fight. And, yeah, may the best man win. I know I was actually there when uh, you and your brother met him. He was doing his uh, basically, like, workout and photo shoot for top rank. It, you know, the fight had just been announced and whatnot. You guys were able to speak a little bit. Uh, what was that exchange like and, uh, you know, what'd you guys say? Yeah, no, he's a really cool guy. That was the first time I've met him and, um, yeah, really down to earth and, you know, friendly guy. He, uh, he was just saying, yeah, can't wait to come to Australia and you guys will have to, you know, yeah, look after me and show me where to go and all this sort of stuff. And he was sort of asking how long we normally go across, you know, to acclimatise and adjust your body clock and, just sort of asking a few questions, but um, yeah, he, even at that stage, he, he sort of knew that we were going to be on the undercard and we were just saying how excited we were, how big it's going to be. Um, and yeah, mate, he was a super friendly guy. So um, yeah, got a lot of time for him and big fan of his. So looking forward to the fight. Now, uh, I'm glad you brought it up because we were talking about it with your brother and obviously you've made the trip plenty of times yourself. Um, he got out there 16 days or 17 days before the fight. Um, what do you think of that, given that obviously George and Devin are slotted to fight for a U.S. Saturday night primetime slot, which, you know, he's been fighting his whole career? Yeah, I think that time's okay. Um, initially, when they were asking us, like I said, in the gym, how long we, we normally come over before, we normally allow sort of three weeks, sometimes four weeks, just to really settle in, adjust your body clock, um, make sure that, you you know, there's no jet lag or anything hanging around on fight night. So, um, you know, in an ideal situation, you'd, you'd probably say you maybe come over a few days earlier, but, you know, a few, a few days shouldn't make a difference. And obviously, 
they decided to come a little bit later uh, because he wanted to spend more time with his with his head coach and his father. So I understand why they maybe delayed coming out here a little bit. Um, and in the end, yeah, those few days aren't really going to matter. But you never know because if you've never done that big trip before, you've never had to adjust your body clock. Um, I guess you don't ever know how well someone's going to travel. Um, it isn't easy. There is times when, yeah, there is quite a few days when you land where you're a bit jet lagged and, you know, it takes you a while for that adjustment to, to happen. So everyone's different. He might come over here and find that it was very rough and he might not feel great, but um, other people, um, it really doesn't affect at all. And, you know, they'll just come over here and business as usual, right. jump in the ring and perform at their absolute best, which, which I think will happen. I think, um, certain guys like a Haney, they're born for that big stage. And, and, you know, when the occasion's there, like an undisputed world championship, you're going to rise and you're going to perform your absolute best. Now, obviously, uh, George is your fellow countryman, but just want your thoughts on the fight. Obviously, it's uh, reported 50, 55,000 plus maybe are going to be in attendance on the night. So how do you see that fight play out? Really tough one to pick, right? I, I don't want to be a guy that sits on the fence. Um, myself, being an Aussie, I would love George to win just because, you know, I'm getting this huge opportunity to fight at Marvel Stadium because George has brought this huge mega fight to our country. So the more success us Aussies have and the more big stadium shows we can have in this country, the better. And, you know, the more the bigger platform fighters like myself get to fight on, uh, big opportunities for us. So I'd love to see George do well. I think Devin's a tremendous talent, a very good fighter. Um, so it's a very hard fight to pick. Obviously, Devin's pretty good at, you know, sitting back and picking his shots and, and pot shotting and maybe doesn't throw the volume that George does. So there's going to be some hard rounds. And I, I think George's high output, you know, he's, he's a volume puncher. He'll come to fight. Um, like he showed against Lopez, he, he puts it all on the line. So I think he could edge rounds just with his high activity. Um, but Devin could, you know, pick him off coming in and, and, and land those cleaner, crisper shots. I don't see it ending in a knockout. I think it goes the distance uh, in a close fight. Um, and, yeah, I've got to go with my countrymen and hope that the Aussie pulls it off. No, obviously that would uh, be big and it's going to be a big night. I'm curious because I was telling your brother that given that they're catering to American audience, they're doing fights before and after the main event. So uh, are you going to be after the George and Devin fight or right before? Right before, yeah. Mine's the uh, the co-feature or the, the semi-main or whatever you want to call okay. it. I'm, my fight is the one before um, Cambosis Haney, so... Yeah, a huge, huge audience, a huge platform, a huge opportunity for me. So I'm stoked and uh, just can't wait to get on and put on a, a really good fight and, and come out on top and take a giant step towards becoming a world champion myself. And, and hopefully one day I'll be um, headlining shows at, at Marvel Stadium myself. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. Because uh, for me, I think just because we've we talk about the fight, I've had a lot of Australian fans and, you know, even Australian amateur fighters reaching out. And I love to see the excitement behind the fight. 
Um, have you felt it? Obviously, you're fighting in it, but have you felt it just any buzz around town, or do you think it's still a bit far out, uh, and you think it'll come more on the week of? No, nah, they're starting to get some real good excitement now, which is which is awesome because, you know, boxing's not that big in Australia, unfortunately. We don't normally get the media attention we deserve, and, there's, you know, most of Australia – you know, they're not really the hardcore boxing fans and they don't follow the sport enough. And it's a shame. And something that's really important for me is to help grow the sport and make boxing bigger in this country and, and get people excited. And so, I mean, so having these big stadium shows and getting people, you know, excited about boxing is so important. And it's important for us to all go out on June the 5th, June the 4th, your time, and put on, you know, a spectacular display so that everyone walks away and says, yeah, so, you know, I can't wait for the next boxing fight or can't wait to watch Jason Maloney fight again. And that's very important. And everyone's starting to get very excited. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's, I just can't wait to get in there. Excuse me. It's going to be good. No, that's great to hear. And I guess it. I guess whether George wins or whether Devin wins, because they say that even if Devin wins, uh, there's a rematch clause in place in Australia. So yeah. I guess, uh, you know, regardless of the winner on June the 5th, that you will have an opportunity to showcase your talents in front of your home crowd, in front of another big uh, crowd. So that's always good. And maybe the next time it will be for the world title opportunity. Fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed. But, yeah, that's, as you said, that's what it's looking like. There'll be a rematch uh, if Devin wins. So, yeah, it's a win-win for me. I like both guys. So, yeah, wish them both all the best. And, um, yeah, if we can get it on again and have a rematch in Australia, another huge opportunity. And, obviously, I've got to go out and win uh, on June, you know, on June the 4th, June the 5th. Um, I've got to go out there and win and earn myself that world title fight. And then, hopefully, later in the year, we'll, uh, I'll fight for a world title in my own country, which would be a dream come true. Absolutely. Well, Jason, thank you very much. And uh, I'm actually planning to make the trip out there. So hopefully I get to see you oh. and your brother uh, on the week and looking forward to it. So um, thank you for taking your time. I know you guys have to get to training. <laughs> now nah, you're a legend, mate. Thanks for having me on, guys. I, I, actually, nah. oh, I actually wanted to ask, uh, did you have the opportunity to choose to be co-main and fight before uh, George? Or how'd that work out? Because your brother chose to go after the fight. No, nah, I didn't didn't have a say. Obviously, I wanted to be, you know, that's that would have been my ideal choice. Um, but, yeah, being that uh, my fight's obviously a very good fight, it's for WBO international title and the WBC silver title, um, two former world title challenges. So it's a big fight, and I'm stoked to be, you know, the, the semi-main event and to be fighting, you know, and such a huge part of this, that, this huge fight card. So... Very grateful for the opportunity, and I'm going to grab it with both hands and, and seize the moment. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, uh, do you normally, because your brother said he normally starts training at 7.30 a.m., so yeah. is sparring kind of the time that you're going to fight? We'll make sure it is. Yeah, we'll start, even when we go to America, that's what we do. We start, you know, putting our sparring sessions on fight time. So I'll be fighting at 12.30 uh, basically, you know, midday in Australia. So, yeah, that's where I'll start to shift my sparring sessions to. But obviously, there's not going to take too much adjustments. That's that's a perfect time to fight. You know, no one, 
it's the middle of the day, you're, you're peak energy, I won't be tired. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's perfect, really. I won't have to do too much adjusting. Whereas when we go to America, you know, I start sparring at sort of 9 o'clock at night, 9.30 at night to make sure that when I get in the ring, I'm not looking forward to going to bed. I'm ready to go. So that's, uh, that's when the adjustments are important. But having to fight at 12.30 is perfect and I'll be jumping out of my skin. All right, Jason. Well, thank you once again for coming on the show. We look to get you guys back on after the big wins just to let us know how everything went. Yeah, we'd love to. And, um, yeah, we'll look after you in Australia. I hope you have a great time out here. All right. Hopefully. Thank you very much. And uh, look forward to the fight. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate right. you. Well, guys. there you thank have you. it, ladies and gentlemen. Jason Maloney. And that's with a two O's, two O's. no A's. And, uh, obviously, we had his brother, Andrew, not too long uh, before. Uh, we have a little bit of stuff we got to get to, obviously. Uh, we last stopped off at Johnny Beck and Diggum. I'm going to be picking Johnny Beck. Uh, moving on to the co-main event. Um, this is Jamel Herring versus Jermaine Ortiz. On ESPN, he is on the A-side side, which is left name first. Um, but I'm going to pull up my bookie. I'm going to make my bet because Danny wants me to do it as a parlay. We'll check how that looks as a parlay. But um, Jamel Herring is still plus money, plus 180. Let's hope that, you know, me talking about it didn't change things too much. Let's see. Boxing. Not yet, not yet. Uh, and and um, just since you got your pick in on our ESPN top rank main event, I will go with mine as well. Same thing. I think uh, John Beck just a bit too strong for Danny Dick, uh, Dignam, and I think that the power will show uh, later on in the fight. I don't know that he gets the stoppage. Um, if he does, it'll be late, but Danny Dignam has a really big head and I think that it'll be there for John Beck to jab the wow. jab it all night. Yo, Pascal's plus money too. Is he too old? Fei Long Ming never been on this level. Yeah, it's been yo, a while since. Yo, Harry went up. He's 185 now. That's money coming in on, on Jermaine. Should I wait? Is he going to get even bigger, dog? Yeah, it might hit 200 before fight night. Might want to hold off. I'm not going to make it only because of that, but. Mind you, he started at a minus 278, and now he's a plus 186. Wow. I'm going to wait till after the weigh-in to see what we get. We might have to do a weigh-in uh -oh. show. Yeah. Might this is to, crazy. I was go. about to make that bet. I was going to put the whole, the whole five digits. But the. The way he trains, though, uh, it could go against him. It could go All against, five you know figures. what I'm saying? Like, the odds could decrease, you know what I'm saying? We'll keep After in, they see him and yeah, what type of shape he is. We'll, so. we'll keep a close eye on that one, Ness. You'll have to have my bookie pulled up as the weigh-in is taking place. Well, shout-out to Herring that uh, isn't made of tissue paper. But definitely uh, picking Herring, as you guys can see. Um, and... For the undercard, we do have some of uh, those young guys, some of those Team USA guys that I'm looking forward to uh, seeing in action. Both Duke Reagan, Tiger Johnson, uh, Carlos Valderas are in action this Saturday night, uh, picking all those guys. Uh, Blue Blue Nose is in a yep. in an interesting fight with William Encarnacion. So um, 
that's an, a fight to keep your eye on um, that I think will be an entertaining one right there. Mm. So don't see that one going the distance, but I remember it being, you know, entertaining with uh, Abram Nova. Nova. So looking forward to that one as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, Encarnacion is funny. I, I don't know that we've seen him here in Vegas, but he's Dominican. So I don't know if he was training with Salas or, you know, even came to warm up, shake out, and use Salas gym as a Latino. Maybe we're going to have to stop by the tomorrow. I mean, it's sparring a day at 7, right? No, tomorrow at 1. Uh, tomorrow at yeah, 1. Salas gym, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Big dog going to be in there, too. Big Who guys. That? Who big that? guys. Big guys. Who the big dog? The bounty hunter. <clears throat> But I don't know if that's so, like public, supposed to be public knowledge or not. That's why I kind of whispered it. Uh, whispering doesn't help. Still told. <laughs> uh, Carlos Balderas, I'll pick him. I'll pick Adam Lopez. I'm going to go ahead and pick Magdaleno, Duke Reagan, Steven Nelson. Um, is this Giovanni Giovanni? Let me see if this is Giovanni, Adrian Clark's boy. That it could be. Yep, that's him. Right? Let's see. From Chicago or resides in Chicago. From... Yeah, that's him. That's him. Hmm. So I actually never seen him fight, but I was introduced to him and I uh, follow him on Insta. And, uh, you know, I guess this will be. See, you got to watch him when you got to watch him. See, like I've been following him on Insta and he's been like doing movies and shit like that. And, he, he you know, but look, look at this, though. Look at this. What am I looking at, champ? Look at this, though. Look at this. Mm. Great rounds today with the lightweight champ of the world. Wishing you the best on your next five, my brother. So, Giovanni getting that work. He getting that work. 19 and 0. Getting that work. No. Luke D. He tagged Freddie Rhodes, so he, he, he must train with Rhodes. Look at Bill over here with wearing D Danny's favorite jacket. You know, it's funny. I actually uh, brought it with me today. It's in the car. But then I realized. Do they got a dot com? I don't know. You got a. Oh, look this guy. This was April 1st. I know you were going to see the McDonald's. Look this guy. How you ready for a fight? A month, you eating fish fillets in the pool. You drinking little. What? Let me find out my man is a sponsor, man. Another week complete at Wildcard Boxing. Time to enjoy the rest of my day with a delicious double fish fillet. I'm loving it. Why he acting like he's sponsored by a fish fillet? Because it was April Fool's. No, you got sponsors right there. And no, no hashtag say April Fool's. Why you hating on my man? Like why he can't why he can't be the next Ryan Garcia of boxing getting them big endorsement deals? Shout out to Gio. Cabrera. What is he? He's a I'm boxer. like Italian. Yo, look at his bio. Shout out to my man. He's trying to get known. He's like, El Cabron. Signed with top rank. Camps with Gary Russell Jr. and Manny Pacquiao. Trained by Freddie Roach. Beaten undefeated boxers than anyone in history. What? Google this motherfucker. He's trying to say he beat more undefeated boxers. Yo, because guess who beat a lot of Fulton? You pull up Fulton, I'm pulling up Cabrera. This guy want to fucking challenge me? He got seven out of 19 people he fought were undefeated. What? What? I don't believe you. I know, like, one guy, 
I'm trying to see if I know any more. They all from America, so I'm going to start from the bottom. I know one guy on his Four resume. no, Giovannio Guman. Yeah, he sounds like he's... Gavino. He sounds like he's from the Gambino family. That's not the bottom, bro. Oh, that's not? Is more at the bottom yeah. than that? No, nah, he talking about just no, undefeated. first, undefeated. Oh, oh, my bad. Then he fought this other dude, William Hernandez. Let me clickety-click, lickety-split. Giovanni retired him. Mm. He never fought after. And then he oh, fought. Who the fuck is that guy? Then, then what he do? Roberto Mesa. And I don't know that guy either. What he do after that? What Mesa do after that? Who the fuck is that guy? And Mesa went on to honestly do a lot after that. Oh uh, wow! So he at least a fighter. Yeah, he's still fighting. He's he still a fighter. Fighting. You know, a couple wins. Couple, Who next? Couples losses. Who next? Uh, Eleven and zero. Eleven and zero. Ray Lampkin. Word. Oh, look at Ray Boxray. Ray Boxray looked like he was about that sauce. <laughs> look, show this. What? What? Show this. What? Yo, give me a. Ba -ba 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 -ba! Austin. What in the world? Forget it. I'm over, I'm over this picture now. This shit is late. Nah, I'm fucking with you. Yo, he look like he about that sauce. Nah. Nah. Hey, yo, why Giovanni retired him, man? What the fuck? <laughs> Everybody Giovanni fight retirement. And he stopped him in his second round. What? Elijah Pierce. I sound I feel like I know Elijah. Where you from? Oklahoma. Uh-oh, shout out to Izzy. Who the fuck is that guy? Izzy. We can't see champ. We can't Damn, see. Damn, Cabrera. Cabrera at least beat him and he went on to fight after that, so you can't blame Cabrera. Who next? Heedley Scott. I also sound like that sounds pretty familiar. Giovanni took his O. Yes, and but he's fought since he's he's fought. He definitely and, fought since, and he's won everything, every fight he has fought in since that. And then Luis Puzoro, and that was his last. Undefeated. Santo Domingo, Ecuador. I didn't even know we had a Santo Domingo in Ecuador. Damn, yeah. How they do that? Giovanni ruined him. He lost five more times after. Damn, Murataya, Murataya beat him too. We just seen Murataya. Bro, damn, they they just feeding them. They throwing the Machado. They throwing the Murataya. Damn, they try to give him a gimme. In but, but but guess who got him first? Giovanni. 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 After they seen Giovanni do it, everybody thought it was easy. So you saying that's your man's and them peoples? Uh, that's my man's and them peoples. Oh, what? He my man's and them peoples, man. So I been, I been having my eye on him. I've been having my eye. You know what's funny? He stood me up, man. We were supposed to get an interview with him. He stood me up. Damn, champ. Word. Word. He big time. Oh, you want to be big time? Dig on So that should be everything for the... Uh... Check out his little sign top rank. So, yo, that's your man's, Danny. Why come? Check your hat. That's your man's, Danny. Yeah, no, nah, I seen that. I ain't never heard of him, though. Oh! No, that's how y'all doing? Nah, that ain't how Because he I'm wasn't doing. on the streets of Chicago. Instead, he was in the gym banging? Nah, bro. What you talking about? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. I got I to gotta ask, ask around oh! about him. Oh! Spar with the great! Yo, Giovanni looking little, though, right? Pacquiao looked thicker, no homo. And just about the same size. Damn, Pacquiao had biggest head. Why you can fit Pacquiao head... It'll, if you put if you just copy paste his head over Giovanni's, like it'll cover it completely. That's how big it is. 
If you put Giovanni's on Pacquiao, you can still see Pacquiao's. Yeah. Um, but um, what I was going to say is he's a lightweight, so Pacquiao's supposed to be bigger than him, right? Because Giovanni's You're right. He was sparring with your mans in them. My mans in them. That's my mans in them. Oh, look at Top Rank. Did a little cold collaboration post. Mm. Collab post. Unbeaten lightweight. Signs multi did. This was in January, yo. He just signed. That's crazy. Cause uh when I was when I got introduced, he wasn't signed. Look at Steven Fetter right there. Is that who his manager is? Steven Fetter. Let me see. Just landed in Tulsa for my debut with Top Rank. Uh-oh. Got to be. Cause he with Freddie and Fetter. All righty then. That's enough of the Instagram searching. We got a few super chats. No way. We got Victor Banuelo. Hold up, the- hold up, hold up, hold up. What do we do around these parts that the other people don't do? Like, we do sign eight time people super chat around here. You ain't going to tell them what we do. Pull up the wheel, Austin. Mm. We give away a little something. It's just a little something, but we got to let them know. Make it big, though. There you go. Take down the Take down the phone number. As we all know, it's a $10 Super Chat wheel. You submit submit a Super Chat of $10 or more, we will spin that wheel for you. And everything on that wheel is, you could win it for $10, except the boxing gloves and the hat there, which would be a TBV hat. The gloves we have right now are the Yo Elvis Gomez glove and the David Benavidez glove. Who's your Elvis Gomez? Yo Elvis Gomez is a super hot prospect from Cuba. We had him on the show last week, if I'm not mistaken, and he fights this weekend on the David Benavidez undercard. He'll be facing Jorge Cota. He is 5-0 with five KOs. At super welterweight number six in the WBA rankings. So. Son of an Olympic gold medalist from oh, Cuba. Yes, that is correct. His father uh, won gold in the 1980 game. So mm-hmm. definitely um, somebody keep an eye out for. And Everybody keep an eye out. Absolutely. You know, obviously David being a two-time champ and all. But yeah, so we got some things to give away. Obviously, we appreciate each and every Super Chat and each and every one of our listeners for supporting and because we do support and appreciate you guys that much, we just want to be able to give back by doing these raffles. So now where your Super Chats before would just show us love, now it shows us love and gives us an opportunity to show you love back. And uh, we still have to do absolutely free giveaways for our Caller of the Year, uh, Super Chatters of the Year. Brandon and Bo are working on that in the background. Once the polls are out, uh, we will be picking the nominations and putting those on polls to pick winners and sending all merchandise out. And we also want to do something else, you know, kind of a monthly caller of the month. You know, who's been the most, you know, I guess, influential, who's been the most active. You know, it's just like the pound for pound list takes criteria to be the caller of the month. You know, have you been active? You know, have you been impactful? Have your calls actually made sense? Ooh. Galvanize the crowd. Have you galvanized the crowd, as my man Brandon in Cincinnati would say? So we got Victor Banuelos with the 499 Super Chat. It says, I put five bucks on each round, seven, eight, nine, and what? ten for Benavidez stoppage. 
I wish I Damn, could bet on late? Benavidez getting dropped once, but these props are bruh, trash. Bro, what he says, seven, eight, and yo, that's late, bro. The seven, over eight, under, eight, nine, and ten. The over under is five and a half. Yeah, so halfway through the six. Yeah, you real late, but I hear you. If you believe that, you know, I'm not saying you wrong without a doubt. Eight crown seventy nine with the nine ninety nine. Young Jesus said, "What's good, TBV? Great can show." And mind you, he didn't put the whole word. So oh, yeah? Grape scared. show. You scared to curse Show this morning. Well, no, he said, Grape show this morning. Salute to Ness, Ringwalk Danny, and my man Bo. Fist emoji, three fire emojis. We're going to spin the wheel for A-Crown one time. Oh, why? Right. Let's spin that wheel. One entry into the Ogden Barack T-shirt raffle for a crown seventy nine. A crown and young. YouTube, YouTube, Jesus. right back with the one dollar just showing love. I wish and it was a million dollars. Bo, when are we giving that Ogden Barack shirt out, champ? It will be as soon as we get at least five entries on the on the raffle. All right, bow. And we got a crown seventy nine right back with a four ninety nine super chat says hope Devin gets a KO for them not letting his pops go down there. That would be crazy. Then we got high. I don't low think anyone's expecting a KO. Sports Centrum, and he says with a two dollar super chat, the boxing voice is more absolutely. And then we got C Claudio with the nine ninety nine says hey. bless up TBV. Can y'all remind us how to become a member on YouTube? Y'all spinning the wheel. Great show this morning. Yes, we're going to spin the wheel. So, how to become a member. Cool. Let me go ahead and go to this live show. Uh-oh. Oh, Yo Elvis. With an additional $5 super chat, you could be entered into the Yo Elvis Gomez glove raffle. You sure can. Everything on the uh, wheel is $10, excluding the boxing mm. gloves and the TBV hat. That's right. So, uh, let me get a screen share. Now you're going to be seeing us as we see you, the way you see us as we see you. So, Claudio, all you got to do is come here and go to where this says, join this channel to get access to perks. And then you click that, and that's channel membership. Maybe we should change that sentence to join this channel's memberships, huh? (laughs) Maybe that makes sense. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> All right, we're done. All right, catch us tomorrow. No. Oh, I, I mean, oh, we're oh. done. <laughs> I mean, we're done with that, bro. Danny drank a Red Bull or coffee, and he's trying to make something oh, happen I, tonight. Nah, huh? I ain't, drink, going, I ain't drink no coffee. Where you got a Tinder date? Nah, well, um, don't use Tinder. And Do YouTube. people even use that anymore? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Danny wouldn't know. I don't, bro. He don't, bro. Too busy for that shit. All right. So any other? Any other? Any other? That was Uh, Claudio. See, Claudio did send the five dollars. Said done deal, my boy. (laughs) So um, thank you for that. And then before we get to some callers, would you like to? Would you like to touch on the rest of the cards this weekend? Of course. All right. So we'll go down the road to Phoenix, Arizona, where two-time super middleweight champion of the world and friend of the show, David Benavidez. Let's go! We'll be facing David Lemieux for the WBC interim world super middleweight title. 
Um, I am going David Benavidez, Nestor, by fucking slaughter. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought David Lemieux retired like four years ago before this fight was announced. So mm. I don't know if that's just like bad on my part, even though he hasn't like had any relevant fights since he got knocked off, since he knocked out uh, Spike O'Sullivan. So. Mm. So I'm definitely going David Benavidez. I'll take the under. Uh, I'll go ahead and just believe the betting line that they know what they're talking about. Uh, yeah. Who's on the undercard? On the undercard, co-main event, once again, uh, Yoel Viz Gomez, 5-0, and 5 KOs, going up, uh, going up against Jorge Cota. 30 victories with five defeats. So Should be an easy win for Yoelvis. Uh, definitely a comparison and barometer fight. There's definitely been some bigger names to beat Kota. We have to keep an eye on it and see how Yoelvis gets through him because Kota did upset Lamana, Thomas Lamana. Uh, he did. Um, let's just remind everybody his last fight was against Sebastian Fundora. And that was May 1st of last year. That was the Andy Ruiz-Chris Ariola uh, card. And it's been over a year. So, you know, Jorge has fought one. He fought once last year and once the year before that. So, you know, not the most active as of late. But we'll see what Yoelvis uh, is able to bring to the table once again. He's only 5-0. This is a scheduled 10-rounder. And in Yoelvis' professional career, um, his fights have none of his fights have gone past three. So Yoelvis only has seven rounds of professional experience. Yes, that's correct. Seven rounds total of pro professional experience to 143 of Jorge Cota. So this is a great barometer fight for Yoelvis as he looks to move up those WBA rankings. Oh, yeah. Like I said, you know, um, if he's not the goods, then uh, Kota should give him some rounds and or some trouble. If he's the goods, he'll cut through Kota like a hot knife to the butter. Um, and the opener on the card is a featherweight attraction nest. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not too familiar with these guys, but... We do have an undefeated Dominican kicking the card off. Oh, yeah? Who that be? Luis Reynaldo Nunez, 16-0, mm. 12 knockouts, 22 years old. They call him the twist. He um, has fought on uh, those Caribe shows that they've done down, in, uh, Florida? down there in Florida. So his last fight was down there. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I don't know much about him, so I'll just be tuning in. Uh, we will be doing live fight chats yes. for Jamel Herring. And, and uh, maybe Johnny Beck. It all depends on, you know, the time slots and what fight crosses which correct. fight. You know what I but mean? I just want to, um, one thing I really wanted to know with that fight, although I'm not familiar with either fighter, um, Luis Rein Reynaldo Nunez, 16-0, once again, 12 KOs. He's going up against 13-0, 12 KOs. Jonathan Javier Fierro, uh, featherweight from Mexico. The reason I did want to point out this card is or this fight is because it's kicking off the Showtime portion, and it's an 18-year-old versus a 22-year-old. So just found it to be quite big, Ness. Once again, not familiar with either guy, though. Me neither. 
But moving on across the pond, Craig Richards, Joshua, Buatzi. Um, Ness, talk to me. I mean, I'm picking Richards. I'm picking with my heart. He's my friend uh, in boxing. So, you know, we spent some time together. Uh, you know, I want, I want what's best for him. And plus, you know, uh, in retrospect, he did pretty well versus uh, Bivol. So, you know, he might be the upset. You know, he might upset here. It's the biggest step up and test for Joshua Boatzi today. Definitely, um, Danny over there checking out what I've been posting because sometimes I post him with his eyes closed, so he begins tight. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree, but I would say this is uh Joshua Buatzi's uh toughest task. You know, Craig Richards did give um Dimitri Bivol a tough night, um, and I just think he's a very experienced, durable fighter. I mean. You know, Craig Richards with over 100 rounds of professional experience. So, you know, he's been in there. He's been in there, and he's been in there with, obviously, one of the best in the world in Dimitri Bivol. So I think mm -hmm. he does hold his own, and I'm picking Craig Richards for the upset as well. So you don't think you're being biased? You think you're picking just because, like, what you know? I'm just asking because people going to, you know, because I automatically said I'm picking with my heart. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I have a... Uh, like you, Ness, I have a relationship with Craig Richards within the sport. So, you know, but let me tell you something. Craig Richards does possess the skill and the talent uh, needed to come out victorious on the night. We'll wait and see, though. It is a fight, and it is a very tough fight for both men. So we'll wait and see uh, what happens. But... Nez, just curious, any fights on, well, let's, uh, we have Chantel uh, Cameron on the undercard going up against Victoria Bustos, um, who, Victoria Bustos from Argentina, we've seen uh, in the ring against Katie Taylor, we've seen in the ring against Cecilia Brockes, um, Erica Faria, so definitely an experienced fighter, um, just your thoughts on that fight, given that it is a unification, or not a unification fight, but a unified um, title defense for Chantel Cameron. Uh, oh, this is not the girls fighting McCullough Casco. No, 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 no. This is, this is Victoria Bustos. Um, Wait, I heard of her. Jessica yeah, bro, McCullough. I just got done saying how she's fought Erica Fadias, Katie Taylor, Katie Taylor, Cecilia Brockes. What was that nine-year-old's name? Which one? Richie? No, Uzziah. That's his father. Uzziah. Uzziah Velasquez. Yeah, so uh, great transition there, Ness. Yeah, no, man, I don't know. What do you want me to do? All right, well, what, I feel that what, I'm, what I'm going to do, right, I'm going to transition to our people at the Tags Doctor since we're doing shitty transitions. Just want to transition to our good friends, the Tags Doctors, um, you know, who help with all Wesley Snipe issue-related you know, things you may have going on. You don't want to end up in that situation. Give them a call. Good friends of the show. Good friends of uh, of myself personally. Give them a call. 833-TBV-TAX with two X's. 833-TBV-TAXX. Any issues. Um, if maybe your old stimulus. If maybe your old child. So whatever it may be. 
give them, you know, give them a call. They may be able to help. And they work out. in any state. Any state. Doesn't matter where you're located in the yep. U.S. Yep, yep. Give them a yep. call. Boom. So, and what's next? Well, I'm picking Chantel Cameron on that one for sure, for sure. And next up on that card, you do have Alan Babic against Adam Balski. I'm going Alan Babic. I'll take Babic as well. And then uh, Roby Davis Jr. against John. Damn, John Molina still fighting? Oh, no, that's Javier Molina. Javier Molina from uh he's from, from oh, California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jose he's Pedraza got a, yep, and yep. Jesus Ramos. Mm-hmm. So he's coming off those two back to back losses. Uh, lost to Jamal James earlier in his career as well. Um I'm what I don't know, man. Uh I'm gonna go ahead and just go uh Robbie Davis Jr. on that one. I don't really know. <laughs> coming off that Hank Lundy knockout, you know. I'd have to go. I'd have to go, Davies Jr. on that one. I'm gonna follow in your footsteps, man. All right, bro. And then it's I'll... crazy. Molina has been through the the buzzsaw, bro. No, that's Javier Molina. Did been through the buzzsaw? Oh yeah. Yeah, no, like he used to be with PBC at one point. He's got he's got a lot of fights. He's got good experience. I don't know this Robbie kid, but Be, beat on Miri mom. Who Javier? Yup. No, he's got a lot of yep, experience. Yep, yep. He's got a lot of experience, both of them. And I think they were alternate Olympians. They were pretty touted, the Molina brothers, but, it, it you know, it's a tough world in this sport. It is, it is Very indeed. tough. Um, that's about everything um, of, of note on that So call. we got to talk about the Ryan Garcia. Obviously, we got news and notes to talk about and discuss. Um let me go to our Instagram where most verified Instagram fighters like to hang out. Uh, we'll pull up this. Go for it. I'm about to message. Pull up. There you go. <laughs> uh, and uh, it says the WBC have announced <coughs> that they have now canceled the order for King Ryan versus Isaac Pitbull the lightweight final eliminator because it's been confirmed that both fighters had prior scheduled fights. Allegedly, now they can't fight because they both had fights. Meanwhile, take it down. Meanwhile, Ryan came out and said this. Five, four, three, two, one. Ryan said this. What Cruz needs to understand is his idiotic manager, Sean Gibbons, who has nothing but disrespected to me and lied to me on other occasions. I'm take I'm talking to his son, too. I'll go on and headline at Staples Center July 16th while you guys use someone as a pawn. Run, Cruz, from them. I, it's a pretty bad grammar here, so I don't really know what he was saying. It's a pretty run-on sentence there. It's just run on. But is he saying run from your managers? Is he telling Cruz run from yeah. your manager? Or is he saying Cruz is running from him? Like him being Ryan, you running from me, you ducking, no, quack, quack? I got from it like he's telling him to run from Sean Gibbons. Mm. Basically saying. Now, this is second failed negotiations public. I mean, do we believe Ryan at this point? Third. Ow. Third. Let's not forget Pacquiao. Mm-mm-mm-mm. 
I mean with Isaac, second with Isaac. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, take it down. Um, do we believe Ryan? I don't know, man. I don't really uh don't really believe him much. You know You this, don't? No. Nah. Oh, why is that, sir? So, uh, you know, it's just proof of concept. It's like you've showed us. Hey, Manny Pacquiao. Oh, that didn't happen. Gervonta. Oh, nope, that didn't happen. Pitbull. Once. Roof. Twice. No. Nope. Oh, nothing. Okay. So, you know, it just is what it is. I, I'm intrigued to see who he can fight at the Staples Center. Like, that's a very big venue. And I think that. He is looking for a big fight, but against who? You know, who are they going to put in front of him, JoJo? I mean, they have a... Wow, that's not a bad fight. It's not a bad fight. Not a bad fight. Do you want that fight? Is that why you threw it out there in the universe? Uh, I don't have an issue with the fight. I think that it's a good uh, barometer, right? Given that JoJo just got done fighting Devin. Devin is mm -hmm. now in this undisputed fight with George. So I think it is a good barometer fight, but... Why not take the? I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. What do you mean? You sound <laughs> like you you had a plan. Why be, not take be, what? Because it's like, does him not taking the pitbull fight for this title eliminator mean that he doesn't get a shot at the title anyway? You know no, what I'm saying? Like, of course, I don't he even know he anyway. care about the title. He had a title opportunity, and he. That's straight, facts. Straight up, straight to Haney's face. Pass That's it facts. Up. And obviously, JoJo being from that uh, L.A. area and JoJo just, I mean, regardless of what anybody says, JoJo's an Olympian. JoJo's a former world champion. Mm -hmm. JoJo has, in all his fights, you know, at least held his own or been in the fight. You get what I'm saying? So coming to fight. For he's, sure. he's coming to fight. So like when you look at who he's lost to, like those are top level guys. So you can't You know who I've seen in the airport? Not physically. It's all pertains to the question to the conversation. Mm -hmm. Um on Instagram, Javier. Maybe he's getting back. Fortuna. I mean, let's not forget that is a fight that was supposed, what's supposed to, to happen. Yeah, no, that that is a fight that was supposed to happen. And, you know, obviously Ryan pulled out of that fight. It was then uh, Fortuna and JoJo. So, you know, I would actually prefer the JoJo fight given that JoJo beat Fortuna. True, true. But like you said, barometers, barometers. Yeah, but it's like, cool, what, Ryan's going to fight Javier? I mean, he didn't look good in the Emmanuel to go fight. You're saying... Didn't. He You're saying it, you're that, right. so maybe his team wants to regress him a bit without really regressing him in the eyes of a public, you know? But what I was getting to is, like, I don't know that you sell out Staples Center with Javier Fortuna. Mm. Actually, I do know, and I don't, I don't. but... It's Ryan Garcia, though. Don't he, see that. Yeah, I don't did care. Did he sell out against Emmanuel Tego? Yeah, don't, yeah, don't really care. Mm. Mm. Uh, and it wasn't, you know, uh, Staples holds... 20,000 I think that was like 12 so you know it's a quite quite a difference there um granted you know everybody texts me whether they boxing fans or not they just know I watch boxing so everybody started texting me like Ryan Garcia fight this week and they literally don't even watch boxing but when Ryan fights everybody hit me up yeah so do I like Ryan do you, so and everybody do else does as well do you believe uh do you believe that he can sell out Staples? I think he's going to sell out wherever he fights it. 
Unless it's like obviously a humongous stadium. No, we're but talking that, like arenas, you know, yeah. arenas, 20,000. I think he's going to uh, sell out where his fan base so big, and I know they're going to make the tickets affordable. They're not, he's not overpriced right now, like a grand for a ticket, or probably not even 400 bucks for a ticket. So, yeah, I think he's going to be selling out for his entire career until he started losing. Mm. Well, and that's what you think. Any other new about? I'm he, saying he's a new golden boy. Do you think that uh, that Ryan Garcia can do twenty thousand in ticket sales in LA against Javier Fortuna, or do you think he needs another name, a former world champion? He definitely ain't doing that versus Fortuna. That's not happening. What about JoJo, who is from that area as well? You know, um, with JoJo, I don't even know. I mean, they had like seven thousand in Vegas with JoJo and Devin, and that was a belt. There's no belt on the line for this. Mm, that's true. That is true. Very true. And it's the Crypto.com arena now. Not the Staples Stable Center. Yeah. Stable we got a few Center. super chats. Let's get to them, bro. We got Dr. DeZone with a 179 quid who said nothing, just showing us love. We had actually got to that one. But we got A Crown 79 with the 999 said, This is for the jukebox. Ness, hit that Wilder song for your boy one time. Oh, man. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with you? Thank you, Austin. Mm. Another one. They don't want to see us win. Additional five dollars, ground. Girl, girl, you know I wanna kiss you, girl. Theboxingboys.com. Mm. Have you Fine. bumped that in the vet yet? Uh, nah, I don't have that on like on on like on my iTunes or nothing. Understood. Yeah, I gotta wait for him to drop it with the iTunes, man. Then we got S.A. Robs with the $10 Super Chat. Said, what up, what's up, homies? Let's get that glove. Keep up the great shows. Glove emoji, explosion emoji. You actually need five more for the glove, though. We're going to still spin it. Spin it. Spin it. And he landed on... Two entries into the Benavidez Glove Raffle with the mm. additional submission of $5. Which we will be giving out that glove Saturday right before his fight. We will be live calling all the action this Saturday. Me, Bo, Danny will be in the building. Uh, it's been a while since he's done a live fight chat. And then we'll also have uh, a model in the building. Mm. Yeah. Say what? Yeah. Yeah. And then we got Tony Salgado with a five dollar super chat said, What's good, TBV? Benavidez by six round KO. Let's get it. Let's get it. Then we got Dr. Zone right back with four forty nine quid says Haney will be undisputed. Several fire emojis. Let's go. Um Um Yeah, Ryan Garcia did fourteen thousand five hundred in San Antonio against uh, Emmanuel to go in his last fight. Well, there you go. But that's 
I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess Fortuna has to be a bigger name than to go. And then you got to remember Ryan being from Victorville, which is a lot closer. You know, it's like an hour from L.A., hour and a half from L.A. versus a three-hour flight, four-hour flight to San Antonio. True. So, I don't know. We shall see. I'm just interested to see. I like mean, I said, how many did you say? 14,500. Shit, bro. That is a lot for that name. He's on some tank shit. A-Crown came through with their 499. And Jesus. Supermix came in with the 199 and said, Stop believing Victor Ortiz 2.0. He's all TBV cap. Who? Victor Ortiz, 2.0. Who's that? I think the guy fighting on the card this weekend. Victor Ortiz, former Floyd Mayweather opponent, will be fighting against a guy like 19 and 17 or no, something No, I like think that. he was. that was a metaphor. He, Victor 2.0. Victor oh, he's talking about Ryan Garcia? Probably. What? Say what? Damn, Victor Ortiz does fight this weekend. I, I didn't even know. I, that's why I immediately thought he was talking about Victor yeah, rather than... Bro, the guy is 2019 and one. Yeah, I remember looking at it. Damn, that's what the fuck. <laughs> this? Yeah. <gasps> well, I'm going to send it to us. This is research. This is actually Marcos Maidana's son. Fabian oh. Maidana. No, no, no. Not Fabian. No, either. Fabian is like a cousin. Mm. This is Marcos Maidana's son. He might be the new... We're going to get to watch it on the big screen right yeah, here? Yeah, in just a second. Oh, just yeah. a second. Ready? Five, four, three, two. Go. <laughs> hold on, huh? <laughs> hold up, hold up. Back your son. That's not what I was expecting. I mean, it's Madonna's son. Why can't I hear shit? I got the same Cause, head. Because I ain't trying to get flagged, man. Oh, wow. Look, Marcos Madonna won in La Planta. So he did a little duet with his son. He put that money into his son, bro. They got 57,000 million views, bro. Take it down. Oh. <laughs> 57,000 million. I feel it. Damn, y'all ain't like it? I mean, I ain't hear it. So what the fuck is there for me to like? I'm sorry, champ. I felt like that was a bit aggressive. I don't even know what you're saying, bro. I'm I said lost. I couldn't even hear shit, so what the fuck was there for me to like? Oh, I mean, the fact that he's, like, doing something and, you know, and you should just like it. For what? Because, like, he's doing something productive. Good for him. You're a bit of a hater today. You ain't even back your, your man Giovanni, who's from the, the Shah. Windy City. I wonder how many times he fought at the... Uh, and guess what? He was also... He was also in uh, Last OG, Giovanni. Look him up. Mm. He out here acting, man, putting y'all on the map. He out there with Cash Weezy. Shout out to him. We got S.A. Robs. He sent that additional $5 for the two entries into the David Vidibidez glove raffle, and he said, thanks for the glove spin, Bo. And see Claudio with the $20 super chat. He says, now that I'm a member, all I need in my life is one of those dope intros for when I call in. Put me on Ness, Danny, and Bo. You got to uh, hit up either Brandon or, or Dollar DiBiase. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they both be in the chat. So either, uh, you know, Brandon or Dollar can uh, take care of you. We're going to give you a couple spins, too. A couple spins. Unless you land on the Glover hat. Hopefully you land on two. You landed on one entry into the Yoelvis Gomez glove raffle. And then we got the infamous 199 Super Chat. 
Uh-oh. It's from Rod in the 870. Oh, yeah. And he says, did El Nello file his appeal? I think he won, question mark. See? He spent money <laughs> to hate on Canelo rather than say Jamel won. Or, I don't know, Herring's fighting. Um, I don't know. Who else is fighting this week? Steven Nelson. See what I'm Duke, saying? Duke, uh, Tiger Johnson. So sad, bro. You know, David so Benavidez. Sad. Did he Joel congratulate Gomez. Charlo? Did he even congratulate Charlo? Or was he talking not. about? Why spend mm. money to be a, a, a good guy when I could spend money to be a freaking hater? Mm. Hater. Hi, hater. Hi, hater. Who's this? Who's this? What's next, bro? Next, next is the beautiful people on Blog Talk and Discord who would like to call in. Make sure call me now. to hit the Discord link in the... It's in the bio. We'll drop it in the chat. We'll drop it in the chat. We'll drop that Discord link in the chat for those of you who would like to join us on Discord. And that's the number to call on Block Talk. Is one four two five five six nine fifty two forty one. Dispensaries open. Call us up. We're taking orders. Press Call one. me now. Press new Uno. We're going out to I mean in Essex after these messages. Remember to rate us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to youtube.com slash the boxing voice for the latest and greatest interviews with your favorite fighters. Yo, this is crazy, okay? Jesus Ramos didn't accept. I don't know that I did, but let's just imagine I, I sent him a collaboration. He accepted it from these twins, which is our interview. It's these amateur twins, they gotta be no older than 13 or 10. It's a big age difference. Clipped our interview, uh-huh. posted it on their Instagram. Mm-hmm. Tagged Jesus as a collaborator. Mm-hmm. He accepted. Mm-hmm. Dropped the comment mm-hmm. and said, "Keep working." It's okay. We do our thing too. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. No, they amateurs though. It's all good. They amateurs. They amateurs. They amateurs. So oh it wasn't my like, God! Send so, it. So it wasn't like Virgil. I'm gonna go. I'm it wasn't go like keep comments. working. I'm gonna go in the comments. We got. A crown seventy nine. No, 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 no. Go with the forty nine ninety nine super chat to tell them to give us the fucking credit. No, they did. I think. Look, oh, it wow. says it does. They put hashtag. They ain't tag us. Not that I see. But let me let me go ahead and um get a screen share. So this is what they did. They got all these comments over here. Jesus going. Click it, and you see he, it says them Laura boys and Jesus. So he accepted the collaboration. Mm. Shout out to him. Luckily, this is us. See, this is why we have to brand. See? The boxing boys. Damn, they blurred out the number? No, that's that's Canada does that. But we got to tell Canada don't do that. I guess Canada does it because this is a re-upload of the interview that we've already done. And I guess he doesn't want anybody calling the number because it's not active at the time of the re-upload. Mm. But you should just always let people memorize the number. Call me now. You know what I'm saying? But that's crazy. So these guys are called Them Laura Boys. Have you ever heard of them? Yeah, they actually, uh, I'm pretty sure. They, they're from City? No, nah, I'm pretty sure. they. I don't know where they're from. but City I'm pretty, Boxing? Pretty sure they've hit me up. Word? Word. And said what? I don't know. Look, they was getting at work with Miguel Bacho. 
See who to the left. Click left one time. See, they was going to work with Miguel Burchell. They gave him some rounds. Uh. Uh. The young killer. Oh, oh, they getting at work with the killer. Mm. I seen him jumping rope today. Amanaza. Uh, back to the floor. Oh. Amanaza ain't no joke. No, nah, we we visited Amanaza today. We went to his gym today. <laughs> he was chopping it up with the Amanaza and Jorge Caputillo's gym. Chileando. Chileando. You know what I'm saying? They made they, 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 Oh, okay, little man. You got some good feet. Let me bring oh. this up. Oh, what you saying? Look this guy. What you saying? Oh. What you saying? What you saying, dog? Yeah. Let me see, because I know they, I'm pretty Who sure. Who frosting their hair like that, though, at an early age? Man, that's them Laura boys, bro. Laura boys. Look, look, look. Oh, they got some work with my man Mendoza. You don't want none of that. That Brian Mendoza. Sorry we late. You got the J's No, on. they know everybody, these little, these little guys. With the different color shoelaces in the J's. Look, look. Bertho, they got some work with Bertho. Why they wearing the, the, the Danny edition Crocs? Got the Crocs. <laughs> they out here yeah. crocking it up. Yeah, shout out to them boys. Yeah, them the boys. Them Laura boys. Yo, where's Felipe boxing, bruv? That's Stockton? Stock, yeah. Oh, that's not out here? Oh, they ready to drive, man. They hit got Freddie Roach on there. They out here right now. Oscar Valdez. Oh, they out here? Yeah, I'm a DM him hit right now. Hit him up, man. Hit him up, man. Give him a slot, page. man. Let yeah. Danny, let, 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 let Bo hit him because he got the sketch. No, I got the sketch. You ain't got the sketch. I got it, champ. Michael Buffer. What? Jorge Capetillo. What? Ah! Soundboard. <laughs> Yo, so they posted they was on the strip. Damn! Little, little knuckle on the strip. So, Letting them Laura boys yo, at the I, girl collection replied, and everything. I, I, I said, I said, pull up, hop on the show. And what he said? We gonna see. You just said that right now. Just come now. on. How you gonna tell him pull up right now? We about to end this. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, the king is what I mean. I mean, hey, the king is what I mean. I mean. Oh shit! Somebody gotta unmute him. The only guy on Block Talk. All alone. There we go. There we go. What up? What up? What up? What up? What up? OG, yeah. what up? Hey, man. Fellas, great show as always. I kind of, I, I love what y'all was doing in the beginning. Kind of, you know, call it a month. You know what I'm saying? Uh, next time I get on cam, I got to break out that hardware from 2017, man. It feels like eons ago, but, but you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm waiting for Brandon to get his hardware. That's been my long, my long run call of the year. He's gonna get that, man. But on to today's show, man. Um, interesting topics. I'm definitely going with um Jean Pascal. I don't care that he popped. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't care that he's questions, you know what I'm saying, about that. I believe that, you know, outside of that, he still got the skill. Um, Feng Long Ming. He ain't got that thing right now. So Pascal going to, you know, put himself back in the picture. Now, um, what's this guy's name? Uh, Benavidez and Lemieux. I'm trying to figure out how that would even be competitive. You know, but, you know, and I don't think it's no fault of Lemieux, but I'm just saying, like, I don't even know why the fuck he's even, you know, I guess he was the only one that was willing to take the fight. You know what I'm saying? So I know he's going to give in there, go in there and try to give a good account for himself. But Benavidez, you know, I don't think it is because he was looking, you know, real good shape last time he was on the show. You know, I, I would like to think that this could be pressure, but I also feel like this could be, you know, more of an advertisement, even though the opponent ain't all that great. So I think, you know, when you got guys like Tyson talking about Benavidez is the monster, 
he going to go in there and beat the shit out of Lemieux, and then the legend is going to grow. So this is going to be great marketing, although it's hardcore. It's going to be like, what the fuck are we watching? Um, Chantel Cameron, I'm curious about that one because I know she hasn't done anything since that fight, but I would like to see Mary McGee. Shout out to Mary McGee. I would like to see her get her rematch. I'm going to get Chantel Cameron, but of course Cameron's looking to do the reunification, excuse me, the unification with Callie Reese. So always got my eye on women's boxing. Um, shout out to Ellie Scottney. She's on that card as well. And um, Janet Beck, man, we see what he's going to do. I don't think Danny Diggum going to put up much of a fight, man. But, you know, this is kind of a light weekend because we got the whole Tank Davis thing coming up. And I'm not sure if y'all talked about it, but did you mention the whole thing with Savannah Marshall and Clarissa Shields? or? or no, we did that? not. It was a postponement, right? Yeah, well, you know, going back from the Taylor fight, Marshall was supposed to be out here doing the presser, but according to whatever, she had the soldier injury and she needed the surgery. All of it is very vague to me. I'm not saying it is or isn't true because it could be that she's trying to make sure her shit is all the way together or it could be a little bit of duck sauce. I don't know, man. That's my call, though, man. I'm out, man. I'm about to go get high. All right. All right, man. Appreciate Who's that on Discord? We have El Terraplanista. Okay, whoever that is. He's been going up in the chat recently. Yeah, they've called before. In the Discord chat. He's been like, you know what I'm saying? I know he bet on Roly. He bet like 250 on Roly. Uh, no, I got a thousand on Roly, bro. Oh, excuse me. Oh, that's Cuba. Hey, they. From oh, Canada. Hey, they. Well, I'm that. here with your daily reminder, bro, that the takeover begins tomorrow for Joel Gomez. Cuba is going to take over pro boxing like they did in the amateur. Bro. You know, in the amateur, we used to get six out of the eight gold medals they got to give in boxing, bro. Now we're gonna we're about to do the same thing in, in the pros, bro. We're gonna about to take over every direction, division, man. 154 is going to be your Elvis Gomez. 160 is going to be Iglesias. We're going to have a Morella 168. I want to like heavyweight. Bro, it's who, over. Who, time, who you bro. claim for 160? Silver medals, silver medals for the U.S. Like they get in the in the Olympics every time, bro. Time to get second place, bro, because we're here. Game over, bro. Rolando's gonna knock out Tank, bro. Easy peasy. You gonna call in after that fight, no matter what happens? Bro, absolutely, bro. Ness knows I will call in. Bro. Not scared. I like mm-hmm. you. I've been seeing you in the Discord going up, and I like just people who engage. So I like you. You, a, I'm a fan of you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. But, bro, I'm telling you, put money on Roly because this is a guaranteed win, bro. This is guaranteed. What? On Roly? He put a 1,000 yeah. on Roly. put a 1,000 on Roly, bro. <laughs> I told you, I ride, I ride or die with my Cubans, bro. This is the easiest, easiest. He screenshot. He screenshot. Uh, he bro, sent it to the chat tripping. as well where he oh, made the bet. Cool. Brother, you know this, bro. I don't know if you remember when you first got, um, you were doing the boxing voice. You remember when... Donaire was fighting Brigandia, right? Yeah. I think you covered that. It was in Radio Music City Hall, and you yeah. went there with your camera, right? You were the first one who titled it. Oh, bro, I don't know, man. Brigandia is looking great in the past. Looks like he's going to knock out Donaire. You're the one who titled the video of the past of Brigandia looking sharp as heck on the past, looking way better than Donaire. I'll tell you, it's the same right now. Bro, Rolly looks way stronger, way faster. Like, all the physical attributes go... Holy bro, he's gonna wash tank, bro. He's gonna roll over tank. It's gonna be easy. I can't wait to see if you're right. Right, you know I'm right, bro. No, you know I, I don't. Not on this. This is you're on your own with this one. 
But believe me, believe me, you will be alone if you get it right too. So that's a good thing. With a whole lot of money. That's right. <laughs> that's right, bro. I even parlayed with Joel with Gomez, with Joe Joyce, and even Craig Richards a little bit. So if Craig Richards and Romero wins, I even win even more money. Bro. Oh wow. Crazy stuff. All right. Well, brother, thanks for calling in. Look forward to hearing from you after the Roly and Javante fight. No problem, man. And watch out. You always go. Gomez is going to knock Koda out in the first round knockout. That's the first prediction I'm getting right. Mm. First round knockout. You said first round? Damn, let yeah. me see if there's a line for that. Come on, I mean, bro. I, 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 I agree. I don't think yeah. that Koda is durable at all. You know what I mean? Like, I think he could get ran over, but... You know, the question is, is the Cuban going to start fast enough to do that? Bro, of course, bro. Man, this is a new generation of Cubans, bro. We're coming way hungrier than before, man. Like, the people, the Cubans coming up now, bro, like, I tell you, I see their interviews. They're completely different. They're way hungrier than Lara, way hungrier than Regan Diaz. They're coming to take over, man. You, you, you're you going to get all the silver plate, all the sil WBC silver belts now. That's what you guys are going to be fighting for. Like, the UK, you're going to be fighting for... The British belts and stuff like that, but you won't be getting no world titles no more. All right. Well, it starts with Saturday, right? Exactly, bro. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I don't mm. see a line for you, Elvis. You find one? I I don't see one either. Nah, I've been found one, and it is. Oh, here it goes. Wide. <coughs> here it goes. And what is he saying? First round. Let's see what first round is paying. <clears throat> Plus thirteen hundred. Nah. First round for me is only plus 450. They know that's happening. It's plus 13 on FanDuel, and it's plus 450 on, like you mentioned, on some others. My bookie. Mm -hmm. Who next? We got JP. What up, JP? FanDuel made a mistake. FanDuel made a mistake. <laughs> I'm saying making it 800 more. In the house, yeah. fellas, what's happening with it? What's good? What up? What's good, OG? Man, how y'all doing? What up, Bo? How you, man? Oh well, Danny, my what's brother, swag what God, what Ness. What's happening with you? Chill, yeah, man. I uh, I want to confirm. I want y'all to confirm for me because I'm not sure whether it's been confirmed or not. Does Ryan Garcia's Instagram following translate? to boxing because without having any kind of analytical information i would say it doesn't those followers on instagram are most likely 70 percent women 60 a high percentage of them are women. bruh did you Young. not just hear that the man said ryan sold 17,000 Four, 14, 14, tickets in san antonio he's not even from san antonio 500 and i just and i just want to throw what out you there talking about? i just want to throw out there um and this ain't me shitting because uh, I'm actually with you, JP. Before I pulled up the numbers, I'm like, bro, because he's talking about selling out Staples, and I'm like, how? And then I'm like, bro, he did fourteen thousand five hundred in San Antonio, a city which, he not from, which was more than double what Charlo Castaño did the first time around. Just, I mean, and he not do from we know there. That's a fact. What's that a fact? Here you go. The, see, when haters want to hate, they just keep going, even when they was proven wrong. Like, do we know as a fact? No, we don't know as a fact. We know your assumption is fact. The the fact that you assuming he ain't do well. 
Okay, then fine. Let's say he did it. <laughs> so, so, so what's the wait? What's the wait here? Because we still haven't seen him in with anybody formidable. So it, just because you got all these fucking followers and you got a Gatorade commercial, you but, still got to beat people. But check so this you out. Can't beat a golden, but, you can't but beat is a golden. He, but is he holding up the division? Is he holding up the division or is he making his own lane? He on some Jake Paul shit. He fight Emmanuel to go. Nobody was trying to. motherfuckers want to make him Oscar because he got a nice little. Uh, Ain't nobody said Oscar. I'm just saying he in his I own lane. I called. There was me that, that called him that, and I called him that because his following is all the women. He's selling out all the arenas that he fight in. And he, he ain't even fighting nobody. Yeah, like he just super exactly. duper popular. He yeah, got the so look, he got the sponsorships, and he's super popular. But he not holding up the division. Yeah. He vacated his interim status. He don't hold up the vision. When, 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 when Bill Haney came on this show and said he was going to fight Emmanuel to go, dudes start clowning him. Ryan took a dude nobody wanted to fight and sold Not tickets. Not only was Oscar a pretty boy, he fought every one of them motherfuckers. So, but that, Ryan but that's why this guy's that, not Oscar, man. Put no crown on his head, man. Ain't nobody got a crown on his head. Who, who, who ever talks about Ryan Garcia around his mom? Him getting a fucking Gatorade commercial is <laughs> uh, unfair to people who've been man. putting in that Please. work, man. He, man, he he profitable. People he the make one good got money the following. He the one got the don't Gatorade don't want to fucking sign no nobody ass fighter. Get the fuck out of here, man. So y'all in the crowning people. Anyway, I'm going to move on. Let me holler at, uh, let me talk to Bill about Bill and Dev real quick. I just think it's the distractions. Typically, when you're on the road, it's called home cooking. You don't accept no fucking food to your door. You don't do no room service. You make sure, even when we seen in the Fury Water um, fiasco, they was checking each other's water. Like if the water didn't come straight from your trainer hand, we ain't drinking it. Mm. So that's what the same thing's going on here. We gonna have all the distractions in the world. But here's the thing: I'm picking Gambosos, whether Devin uh, Bill was there or not. I think Gambosos got fast hands. He's more athletic than we think. <gasps> and all we've done is say Tio had an off night, rather than that man beat fucking Tio. I don't like that narrative. That man deserves all the credit he got. And he beat T.O. off night, bad game plan, whatever you want to call it. So that's how I'm taking it. So you that, picking Cambosis? Absolutely. And I, and I won't bet. You a true hater. <laughs> he said, I won't bet. You a true hater, man. <laughs> and I'm betting. Oh, shit. I'll just get my money then. Oh, you said you will bet. bet. You will bet. Cheater. Absolutely. I want to hear Nash. You want to take that bet? I'm taking no bet with him. It ain't hating. Hater. I love the kid. I love him. I but like when people bet. This is, I, I truly believe this is that trap fight similar to uh, Mayweather Castillo, Broner Maidana. It's the hot blue chop, uh, blue chip prospect versus the old. How the fuck are you calling a world guy. champion a prospect, bro? This well, is an undisputed fight. Chip. Let's call him a blue chip. He's a champion, but he's still a blue chip. Very young. Very young. Going against a more grizzled guy who's got no acclaim. For, for nothing, he's had to earn every single thing he's gotten. And those are the type of guys I like. Get That's the my fuck call. out of here, man. So Please. we're supposed to give somebody, he's supposed to have got this acclaim from, you know, his three big split decision wins that he got in his fucking career. Like, what are you talking about? No, a win's a win. Right, but you acting Boy, like. He got a split you, decision win. Bro, did he, did he not get his due credit after beating Tio? 
He became no, a star. No, he didn't. All y'all oh, been saying wow. is fucking T.O. had an off night in a bad Bro, gameplay. That's, that's no, how he I, didn't get his credit. That's how I know you, at least for me, you can't be talking about me because I picked George to win the fight. So you okay. you can't be talking about me. But the narrative out there is T.O. came out super aggressive and shot his load and had a bad game plan. Hey, man, I don't give a shit about none of that. He lost the fight. Cut it. So, cut it. Cut it. And I just want to, I just want to, I just, I just want to throw it out there that, um, you know, Devin is so blue chip. He's so, uh, what he, what he called George, uh, whatever he said, um, but saying that he's very young and and he's a blue chip and, yeah, but he yet he has more professional, uh, not just fights but rounds boxed than George Cambosos, and everybody, everybody likes. To, to to run this uh Devin Haney pillow fisted narrative, but yet his knockout percentage is higher than George Cambosos. But you know, what'd you say, Ness? It's, it's the haters. Who we got next? We got Jay Benitez. What up? Listos pelos chingazos. Listos pelos chingazos. And it's not going the distance. Either he'll wave the white flag or I'll wave the form. Theboxingboys.com. A lot of you live believable lives. It's easy to sit in those seats. It ain't easy to stand up here. Remember that. Matter of fact, when I smacked his brother in this gym right here, he didn't do anything. All he did was stand there like a big fat pussy. In your mind, how does that fight go? With me getting my hand raised. SDS Promotions. Yo, Ness, Rainwall, Bo, man, how y'all fellas doing, man? Oh, Straight. well. Man, yeah, it's a hell of a cast of characters back here in the, from the back call verse, man. JP, wild like a motherfucker, man. Like, yo, I'm I'm betting on Devin, man. I mean, Blue Chip, you said all the points I was thinking about. I was thinking about Rainwall, man. That's why you're such a great asset to the show, man. I ain't got nothing to say to you. I ain't got nothing to ever say bad about you, man, except being a White Sox fan. That's it. <laughs> Other than that, man, I got no hate for you. Man, um, who your team, man? Man, shit, man. You know, I'm a Royals fan, actually, man. Okay. Didn't we, uh, so you just shitty that we beat y'all this series. Okay, it's all right, bro. Hold your head. It's, it's okay. It is what it is, bro. We all can't be great. We all can't hey. be Devin Haney. What you you get what I'm saying? Like, we all can't be that. It's what you think right. about the dude picking Roley, James? The L, the, I seen he being on the back call lately. What you think man, about him? You, you know how, man, look, you know how I feel about Tank, man. You know, I'm just ready for Tank to lose, man. So if Roley happened to be the one to do it, he's hmm. a perfect villain, man. You know, I don't I don't care if Tank is sick or whatever the fuck happened before a fight. If he lose, he lose. Wow. I'm still mad that Tank avoided that fight at 126 with goddamn G. Russell. But, you know, you know me, man. You know I'm standing on that. Um, but other than that, hey, Bo, how you doing out there, man? How that Vegas life treating you, man? Because, you know, I'm over here changing, man. You know, I'm thinking about them, you know, settling down, giving up these hoes, all this other shit, man. For the first you know, time in my life, I miss going mm-hmm. on a date. I just want to go on a date, you know what I'm saying, have some food and have a drink. But I, I hadn't that. had that I, opportunity just yet, and hopefully soon I'll be able to get just one opportunity to do something like that. I never thought about nothing. Like, I ain't never cared about a date in my life. But, you know, really? get out here and you work a lot. You just want to, you know what I'm saying, take a little moment of a break anyway or something like a break. But that's it. That's what's up. That's just what's a up, date. Just a date. That's what's up, man. You know, in your free time, you should just go ahead and plan the whole day, be a date, man. Like cook or cook or pre-cook or breakfast or dinner, prep some meals for. Oh, that's work again. I said no work. I said a break. I mean, that work. Well, shit. You know, they got cooking services or whatever, man. You can damn what's the some subscriptions or whatever. Order some shit like that. You making the dough? Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Um, So you can make a big play. Yeah, see what I'm saying. 
But other than that, man, you know, um, I hope David Lemieux, man, last one to six rounds, man. Um, I hope he actually just comes and actually just, you know, scratches uh, David Benavides. Other than that, it's probably going to be a stoppage. Probably about, uh, I hope in like round eight, so I can actually win some money on a bet that I made. Other than that, man, I love the show. Uh, keep on doing what you do, Ness, man. I love how it's growing all the time. You know, I may not agree with everything you say, but shit, man, you're probably the best thing on the internet, man. So I'm out. Appreciate you, champ. Looks like we got uh, another caller on Blog Talk. Who is the... Definitely appreciate... Uh, Stockton. The love and support, Go James. for it. Stockton, is that the Laura Brothers? Uh-oh. Calling from Girl Collection. Who this? Who this? What's up, TVB? What up, TVB? What up? Who is this? This is Rick from Stockton. Rick, what up? Nah, just call me in, man. I don't know what's all this BS with uh, Dale Haney not being able to go to uh, Australia. So I think it's all set up for uh, Haney to lose. I think that's, that's what's going to be happening. Hmm. And uh, Benavides in around six to eight rounds, he should be able to take out uh, Lemieux. So that's pretty much it. I'll let you guys go. TVB for life. Appreciate All it. Right. Thank you, bro. Shout out to you, champ. Mr. PBC. Mr. PBC, baby. I'm going to make one more mistake. Hey, Daddy. I'm going to make one more mistake. This is Donald. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. He'll abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my glory. My God. Hey, Daddy. This is Donald. Mr. P.B.C. Yo. P.B.C. Nah. Sound like shit. Yo. He gone. He dropped off. Nef's GTO Instagram and Twitter. We got to get to the $50 Super Chat and young Jesus. What a better way to end the show. Trying to take it easy. A few spins Potentially here, up to Dream. five spins. Hopefully not five. Only way to go. Batty of the day. Dan, did you pick one? Which we've all, all yeah, already done. So nah, we'll we have have I got one for y'all. I got one for y'all. Nah, it was... I, got I can one. say the name, but I nah. got one for them. I got let's one for what, them. Let's see what Ness pull up. Baddie of the day in Baddie in boxing. Bam. She's going to be a guest on a show Sunday. Oh, wow. She'll be on the show this Sunday. Is she American? She's American. Okay. She's an amateur. The more we do amateurs, the more and more amateurs reach out. Both scheduled her for Sunday because. I don't know. He said she looks good, and Man, we don't, don't have me. girls on Sunday, so we needed to brush, freshen up the air. She better tell by my spirit and energy that I don't really be going. To oh, me. look at her right there landing punches, though. That's that Bones Adams, right? Is this Bones Adams? Mm. She a dog. Uh. Mm. Love hooky. Uh. But I don't like that she walking forward right there. Like, look, you see how she's cutting the distance? Like, yeah. I mean, I guess she still landed, so she got to do what she got to do. But it, 
It went from boxing to... Ooh, that counter was sweet, though. Sounded good, too. That counter was sweet, though. Watch, watch. Look. Uh, catch and shoot. Catch and shoot. She parried. Look. Uh, damn. So, yeah. This is going to be the baddie of the day. I say that. This was fight week. She just came to a tournament. Look at Blair the Flair. You see Blair. Ohio runs boxing. All our peoples. Don't be behind your face, bro. I know you in there too. If I'm I go not, through her likes. You'll never see me in no Lies, like lies, rumors, and lies. Crackheads said that they don't have enough money for crack. No. They still go out and get it. Do the same with your dreams. That was good. That was good. That's hilarious. That was good. Yo, was hilarious. Um, and she's got a YouTube channel, 23,000 subs. She does hella shorts, all shorts. She she doing her thing, really promoting herself. And uh, one of these is like titled like "World's Sexiest Boxer." I don't know where it's at, but you know she 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 knows how to market. Oh, there it goes, the sexiest fighter. And pole dancing are oh wow. <laughs> oh, oh, that's your type, Danny. Nah, the first thing I heard was pole dances. I'm like, oh wow. Um, we do <laughs> want right, to good. give a crown four more spins, uh, potentially up to four more. She'll what be on the show Sunday. Stop DMing me. She'll be on the show Sunday. Stop it. Another entry for you into the Akinbarak T-shirt raffle. Let's bow, go. Bow. An entry into the Yo Elvis glove. Yo Elvis. It's two entries. Two, two entries into the Yo Elvis glove. So we still have one more spin uh, for you. Hopefully we get two for David. Two for David. Stop, stop. Oh. Oh. Where did it land, Austin? Austin, use your mic, Austin. It's on. I apologize. It's on the shirt. The good thing is the shirt raffle about to be done right after... We get done with Super Max's Super Chat. Super Max's right. Super Chat. And what do you got to that? Super Max had to say with the $2 Super Chat. Haterade. Nine years ago in San Antonio, Canelo Trout did 39000 He's trying to compare Canelo to Ryan. That was not the same. But yeah, I mean, I, I still think 14000 given the venue that only held um, several more than that, you know, to me, that's pretty good. Alrighty then. My name is Nestor Gibbs on TikTok. Call me Nestor Gibbs on YouTube.com forward slash Nestor Gibbs for my latest project. It's going to be dropping May 24th. The countdown is there. We're five days away from my first episode of my new podcast where I'm not going to be talking boxing and I'll be just, I don't know exactly, but my first episode was with a smoking hot supermodel that shoots guns and has fast Porsche cars and just you know what has a a lot going on you know multi-talented jamie villamore is on my first episode that drops it's gonna premiere may 24th i'll be live in the premiere commenting along and uh you know expecting your feedback uh both uh constructively and uh hatefully i know that's gonna come what do you got don't speak that hate into let's go let's go let's go look at daddy he mad he mad. He thought he was going to grab this that says Supreme. What is that? Super me? Supremacy? Supermix. 
Oh, Super Mix. All right. Now and which see, is that for? Now I see what Danny talking about. <laughs> you, you see, Super Mix, I mean. congratulations. You just won a TBV shirt through the raffle. And uh, I already got your address because I just sent you like a hoodie or maybe a t shirt or maybe a hat. I don't even remember, but it, I sent it and you should have it. If not you today, you should have soon. it. Super Max getting all the shit. Huh? Super Max, the, the same people who super chat, the same yeah, people we, who oh, win. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, super Max with a five dollar super chat. He says, "How it's not that was the same venue. Canelo was twenty two. Ryan is t- twenty three. Don't tell me it's not comparable. I didn't know the Ryan Garcia uh, and Emmanuel to go fight was a. He said know, at the Alladome. Uh, but." Ryan did not fight at the Alodome. He fought at the AT&T. Oh, it was the Alodome. Damn. Oh, look this guy. Well, it was COVID reasons. Though. No, I'm fucking <laughs> Yo, are we done? Who's wasn't, next? Wasn't Who next? Fight. We out. Who next? Catch us in the morning. We not done? comparable. We done, bro? Not comparable. Bro, we Appreciate done. the $5. We, we out.